0: Does that mean you have COVID? So, um... Hey, do you have COVID? You will, do. <laughs> and there's the cold open for the episode. <laughs> Everybody, to another episode of the Motormouth Podcast, the podcast where a lot of great ideas go absolutely nowhere. I'm your host, Joel Tyree, and with me, as always, my esteemed co host, the ghost of Tim Gerrard. <laughs> That's just for us.
1: Heaven is screw.
0: This is gonna air so late. We're even recording so late from Christmas. You're trying to squeeze it all out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have much of a Christmas this year, so it's it's bleeding over into January and February. Probably.
0: Yeah, I felt like we had like three days of mm-hmm. December that I had to like actually enjoy <laughs>
2: Christmas. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, like I had a I had a great Christmas season last year because I was the that was when I was like I'm watching a Christmas movie every want gonna make some Lego sets, I and mean, it's just like I, you know I didn't have as much going on, so I had the time. Whereas like this year it was like school nonstop, like right up and still up until. So it was just like okay, it's Christmas Eve. All right, ready to go. Okay, Christmas is done. You know, yeah.
0: Like it was great. Like I had a bunch of great like quality time with people and did mm-hmm. fun stuff it was just a mile a minute till that you got like right. here's yeah. 45 minutes of like familial bliss and then two yeah. and a half hours of running to the next thing and...
2: yeah mm-hmm. oh, it's like four man. christmases
0: <laughs> four, <yeah. laughs> that movie's great. i, didn't, I see I, I watched very few uh <laughs> little joke this i'll probably edit this out tina <laughs> um and i were, went up to my sisters in Dillon. Because my parents had COVID, so we couldn't see oh, them for Christmas. Um, so they're okay. I mean they they had gotten the booster. Well, no, okay. I, have they gotten the booster? I don't know. But they ended up getting like the antibody transfusion thing, and oh, they're fine. Okay. Like they're they're just now coming out of quarantine, and we're going into it. That's fine. Oh,
1: yes,
0: uh, <laughs> kata rona. <laughs> no, my partner has the rona. <laughs> I am waiting to hear if I have the room. as now. <laughs> Maybe we'll be two ghosts by next five. Po- yeah. <laughs> uh, we killed you in a who's, gas fire. We'll who's going to the horse.
1: Horse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> who's gonna, We'll have to get the cat. Well, since we'll be ethereal, we could communicate with animals better. Right. So maybe I can persuade Rodney.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Push the button.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now we sound dumb. You just doubles and triples down on reverb he's like this is your punishment in the afterlife you're now a reverb podcast <laughs> all right saturday's left a long time ago and two topics are gonna enter and i don't know some some boiling mass of something will leave uh tim what did you bring <laughs> boiling mass was a lot more grotesque than i intended i apologize
2: yeah. <laughs> uh i brought queer eye Oh shit! I don't think I've talked about that yet, but if I have, oh well, we'll talk about it again. I don't think we have.
0: You, oh fuck! I knew, I knew I was going
2: to need to watch the newest season. We, we, uh, and that's what I thought. We don't have to watch the newest. We don't have to talk about it specifically. We can just talk about Queer Eye in general. Okay, and I can be vague about things without <laughs> sort of spoiling anything.
0: But. Sweet. Um. So, yeah. I mean our other podcast is movie here's the tv podcast right yeah
2: <laughs> i know you yeah, hate that yeah. that's why i'm bringing <laughs> well, it up it, well it's yeah i mean that's the thing too is it's the only thing i've done don't worry like next time i'll probably be talking about like well here's what we're doing in my new classes <laughs> here's how far behind i am in my new classes so here's the carbon monoxide poisoning right. that we're dealing with in the building now yeah well that's what i'm nervous Stop. about like we, we dealt with water <laughs> and now the gas so it's like is next like an earthquake we had we, you know that was the thing like when the fires the other day like Krista was like oh god is this gonna it's coming south is are we gonna have to evacuate so i was like oh, okay gosh. here's fire and next we'll get an earthquake so it's like we're, we're going through the elements man like we'll see what happens <laughs> you're having your own private apocalypse yeah jesus christ that's terrifying
0: uh Wish frogs would fly, like like that's yeah. the thing. I need I need something bizarre now. Right. Like we've had like bizarre human stupidity. I need bizarre like nature response. Other than like no fucking snow in Colorado for how many months? Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> These are the signals, Jerry. These are the signals.
2: <laughs> what was that Krista saying the other day that like some fires can have their own weather system? And you can get a fire tornado. Yep. Like, yeah, that that qualifies. Literal Firestorm.
0: <laughs> you give a move to a Pokemon and nobody thinks it's real. <laughs> but we need to be learning about the Firestorms. So I brought, as we... <laughs> dude, I thought we, we talked a bit before. Yeah. I feel oh, like we got real... Well, since you became a ghost, it's right. very silly, which is great. <laughs> so we're going to talk about belief in ghosts. Okay, because cool. why not? <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you were doing like a horror movie in uh, Rhode Island where there had been like rumors of stuff, so you were basically a ghost hunter. were not you making like a horror film? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah like oh, I know, sure, yeah. Okay. This is your canon, man. <laughs> if not, if I don't ask you, I don't know who to confirm. with. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. so we're talking about queer high like i'm I'm happy to go in all of the directions that that will take okay. us <laughs> so
2: have so all right so you haven't seen the newest season right have, have you seen the others
0: i assume though at least I think i've seen most of them there may be like three or four in the penultimate season before this yeah. one.
2: and they they did a season in uh japan i think which wasn't a numbered season it was just like oh queer eye japan it's like just i was like i feel like shows are starting to do what comic books do that pisses everybody off like we're gonna start again at issue one this is season one it's a different thing they're in japan like no it's, it's season four or five whatever that just put it in the sequence with everything else I, my theory
0: is that netflix has like a really simple. it's not like um work they can't put bullet points inside
2: of bullet points so they could have just called it whatever the next season was you know and just be like oh like this is in japan you know like i don't like the symmetry of that
0: they all have to say the same thing
2: (laughs) Um, like i said that was the thing why do they have to change the name of it still queer eye just because it's in i mean they do a different state or a different city every time just be like this one's in japan it doesn't have to be a whole new series I can
0: imagine somebody in one of those screening rooms where they're, like, getting that feedback. I don't know if Netflix does it like this anymore. Anybody does it like this anymore, like, where they have the paddles and, like, how do you feel about this? I feel like there's people, like, I don't like it when they're in Japan one season in America the next. (laughs) I want, like, it's the, oh, don't, queer eye started playing a a trailer as I was speaking about them. That's terrifying. (laughs) Um, No, (laughs) stop I think we watched we watched all of season four. No, we didn't watch season five, so we're two okay.
2: behind, and we did I mean, I don't one. remember specifics yeah. about a lot of the seasons anyway, so you know, it can just be more of a an overall discussion of it. But it's um, just Van so what... France on fashion. Jesus Christ! Uh. <laughs> I don't know a lot of their last names. I know Jonathan Van Ness for grooming. Grooming. Uh, yes. does culture, but I don't know his last name uh karamo. bobby i don't know bobby's last name what are we doing <laughs> <laughs> we're poorly naming the fab thought and anthony something is food
0: all right jonathan Van Ness, anthony Pero perowski karamo brown tan france bobby burke bobby oh, burke that's right bobby burke had, that's why he got the the uh hosting gig or like the judges gig for blown away Bobby Burke is a great, like, punchy mm-hmm. name to put in. Pro-
2: Bobby Burke. Yeah. Like, it's very... <laughs> so it's, a, it's a superhero alter ego name, because the alliteration, yes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Peter Parker and Bobby Burke. <laughs> All right, who's your favorite? <laughs> um Let's approach this like a 16-year-old girl. Okay, so that's a good way to start. Yeah, so I, I kind of float back and forth for a while. Uh, it, I, I'll, I'll admit in the beginning... Jonathan was a bit much for me, but then he became my favorite. He's just such a sweetheart. Like, yeah. yeah, I and that's the thing is like, I think at first it was just kind of like, yeah, it was it was just like a a lot, but then it was just like, well, no, I like this. Like, I, I, yes, I want a lot of this, you know. And and um, it became sort of like, you know, and and you know, and that was kind of the thing too is I feel like it made me realize like the the other four are are, are very chill, you know. So it was nice to have. Jonathan bringing a lot more color to everything. Um, I still don't like when he had the handlebar mustache like that. I just, on anyone, I just hate handlebar mustache. So that, that season or season or two bugged me where it was just like, like, I don't mind the, you know, the, the beard and the dress. Like that's cool. That works. But why do you have to have the handlebar mustache? Why? Like nobody should have that. It's, it's not a, you know, looks good on no one. Yeah, exactly. But, I feel like in later seasons, I feel like I've really come to, and, and Kristen and I make jokes about this all the time, I've come to appreciate everything that Bobby does, where it's yeah, just yeah. like, you know, we'll joke about that. Like, I gave you a haircut. I cooked a meal for you. I rebuilt your fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> and you saw none of it.
0: <laughs> you know, and It like, looks like we scraped it away and started from scratch. Yeah, yeah. it's just like,
2: like the, underappreciated yeah, like the, team. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So Bobby, like, I feel like it's just like, yeah, like he's, he's pulling more, you know, definitely pulling more weight than anyone else. And it's like, and again, not to like sort of downplay what everyone else is doing. Cause like, they're kind of getting at the core of the person and kind of really hitting these different aspects of, of like, you know, this sort of, uh, um, you know, building this person, rebuilding this person up. And then it's like, you know, boom, you also get a new house on top of that, you know, not a new house, but a rebuilt house or, or whatever else he's done. And um, so yeah, so that part of it, it was, it was always funny that like, I feel like we we kind of didn't notice what Bobby was doing, because he, he tends to kind of be, you know, off behind the scenes a lot of you the see time. Him like, the I Yeah. Like you get more face time with all the others and you're, you're, you know, and and they're, I mean, you get a little bit where Bobby's kind of like, what is it you're looking for? And, but most of it's just kind of Bobby, like, this is what I'm going to do. And then you come back and yeah. So like, you don't, it, it seems almost, I think less personal, you know? Cause like, I feel like, the the you know the, the heroes as they call them don't end up crying with bobby until the very end but by then everybody's there whereas it's like you know when when the the person is one on one with everybody there's always this heartfelt moment where they're having an emotional breakthrough with that one person whereas like with bobby it's usually at the beginning when they're chatting and things are still kind of surfacey. And then at the end there's the big reveal, but the whole Fab Five is there by that point and the person looks completely different is crying again, but it's just like it's, yeah, it seems much more detached. But it's just like fucking Bobby's rocking the shit all the fucking time. Like right. fuck, you know, I mean I know he has a team, he doesn't physically do it right. himself, but it's like shit. <laughs> it's also hard when like I feel like
0: there's a couple of episodes in the early seasons where Bobby will do like some sort of thing like construction wise with them mm. and then you get more of a like an interaction yeah. but i feel like with that stuff because it's like power tools and like really intent I, I feel like bobby it seems more like we gotta get this done mm-hmm. and that's the other thing is like i i love that we're having this moment but i gotta fucking knock your walls out right later. Yeah. like that was the other thing i, I think they stopped doing that and I, I haven't seen it in a minute but i feel like they stopped doing that bobby will take them and do one co- part of the construction together Mm-hmm. because of like the time required to do
2: all the shit that he
0: his team does yeah that's crazy I think
2: in in this season i think he did go shopping with a few of the people to kind of get like help them stuff out you know and um which i feel like i don't know if either they do that all the time and just don't show it because so i feel like there are a lot of times where he'll kind of talk with them for five minutes in their house and then it's like boom here we redid your house for you but like they definitely made a point this this season of kind of like you know, either interacting a lot more, like, well, what do you really need to keep? What do you, you know, this, that, and the other thing. So it was, yeah, it was, um, it was nice to see like, uh, from a few different perspectives. Yeah. You know, one time where I think he went shopping with the person and like, what's the type of decor you want for house kind of thing. Um, So that, that was cool. Gotcha. I
0: think Karamo doesn't get enough credit because every episode he is breaking someone emotionally and I don't know the research that he does, and the fact that yeah. they fucking shoot this on a schedule, and everybody has a queer eye moment is mm-hmm. is insane to me. The fact that Karamo can hammer through <laughs> decades of damage, yeah. in, in like I I Bobby could build a house, really? but <laughs> Karamo's carving into the psyche, man. Like that's also like I wouldn't say Karamo is my favorite. I love Tan. Mm-hmm. 10 is I it's the thing I'm most excited about to see every episode. And anytime like they don't focus on wardrobe or like a, a whole like dresser full of stuff or like looking at their clothes, anytime that is like in the background or a smaller end of the episode, I'm like what the fuck am I watching this for? Like it's the <laughs> thing I'm most excited to see is cause Tan has a way of saying, okay, he takes your style identity and he's looking at it. I love the idea of somebody going through your shit. It's like, okay, there's some style here. Like, you're you're not completely far gone or the other but, way. But yeah. I love that, like, afterwards, it's, he, he's so affirming. And because he's so honest and biting at the beginning, he's like, we're going to throw this away. Like, there there's a very, like, he has, a, a, like, a sharp line of, like, we're we're not going to abide this stuff. And mm-hmm. when he praises these people and shows, like, look at how good you look. Look at how easy this was. It's right. not as intimidating as you thought it was. That reaction, and then people's reaction to how they're dressed and how they feel in their clothes, mm-hmm. that, that's my favorite part of it. It's like, oh, how cool. Like, something you didn't have to change your body type. You didn't right. have to change. Like, it's something that you can go and get, and it makes you feel better. And as a consumer, <laughs> that's I. I loved what is it? Dressing funny, Tan did like a oh, yeah. series on Netflix. It's still different had... on
2: that show too. Like I yeah. feel like he's, he's like he's much more. He's a little more crass, and I feel like he's definitely, like, way more heartfelt on Queer Eye. But, like, on that one, I feel like he was just more like, this is who I am. Like, he wasn't kind of trying to be the nurturing tan that we know. It was like, I'm dealing with celebrities. Fuck these guys. I can call it as I see it, you know? And it was really
1: really cool.
0: He's funny, too. Like, I think he he has great comedic timing, too. and That was and it was it was everything i loved about queer eye and it's this one segment and there are comedians there too so it's like the yeah. perfect synergy for me but like so i yeah tan tan is definitely my favorite yeah.
2: <laughs> although it's it's funny too cuz like another thing that that chris and i have developed from watching the show is like like realizing tan's style we've come to call it grandma chic Grandma's like so much of what he either wears or like sometimes he'll you know he'll suggest stuff where it's like you know the person will be like oh yeah you know i don't really like floral patterns he's like well how about this and it's something that looks like a grandma's nightgown it's like what the fuck tan like what do you like and it's like and it's funny because like that will pop up like uh, there'll be elements of that like even No matter who the person is, they're like, well, I like this. Oh, well, how about this? And it's always, like, something where it's like, oh, God, a grandma would wear that. Why are you – like, this is, like, a 20-year-old dude, you know, who, yes, you're trying to get him out of just wearing T-shirts. But why – you know, it's, like, whatever he'll he'll suggest is, like – like, I would – I could picture grandma wearing that, you know, or, like, the coats he'll wear sometimes. And it's just, like – like, that's a nice coat, you know, like (laughs) – but – He
0: has, like, this yellow pantsuit type thing. Like, it Mm -hmm. looks – It's, and he's got like a cream turtleneck underneath and the hair, like that. I'm picturing exactly. It's like, yes, that looks like a a very uh, well appointed lady from Britain would wear that. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's got the same designer as Liz, Liz the (laughs) second. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And then, like, the other thing that I've noticed too, or like, at least for a while, I didn't see it so much in this season, but he was trying to put like every dude in skinny jeans. Yep. And and a lot of, and and to be fair, like, I I get it. Like the idea that like a lot of guys, especially if the guys are like a little overweight, they, you know, you want to wear baggy clothes because you think it kind of hides how overweight you are. But he's like, no, it actually makes you look more overweight than you are. But he would go like, he would overcorrect way too far. And what I would end up seeing is like these, these, you know, guys who it's like, yes, it's like you were saying, it's nice that you're not, it's like, no, it's not about, you have to lose weight but it would be these guys who, you know, are a a little big and then their shirt would be tucked into these pants that made their legs look like sticks. And it's like, how is that a better look? Like you look like an orange with like toothpicks poked in it. Like, like how about just regular ass straight leg pants. So you look like you have normal ass legs, you know, not like trying to like squeeze your leg. And it was just like, and it was like every time. And it's like, I, I don't see how that's better. Like for me, you know I mean? And maybe again, that maybe that's just me, but like, that's why I've stayed away from skinny jeans because like, I don't want to look top heavy. You know, I don't want to look like here's this round belly over these thin little legs, you know, like these little like stilts, you know, like, yeah. It's so it's like, too,
0: cause like I didn't, I, I have like, I need like athletic build stuff. I'm not yeah. super athletic. I'm just six, five and 245 pounds. Mm-hmm. bigger than your average bear, right? Like, so <laughs> I have to get, like, there's, like, sport-cut, athletic-cut jeans and stuff with more, like, Lycra and bent. Because I I was getting, like, relaxed fit. Like, that's what my dad would get. That's what <laughs> you got at Sears back in the bad old days where that's where you got jeans. Mm-hmm. Like, you just get relaxed and your tools all in one place. <laughs> right. Like, and so, like, I've never been in that skinny jean place. I had some really cool salmon uh uh, uh, pants that I had in Oxford back before that was the beer boom, the British beer boom changed this whole, this whole physiology situation over here. <laughs> um, uh, but like, it's hard sizing wise. Cause we think, okay, there's skinny jeans, there's regular ass jeans, and there's relaxed, there's big and tall and it's infinitely worse for women. Because like, at least right. we've got measurements. You try
2: and put us in a box. I don't know oh, what you yeah. are trying to do with like. It, What's it's, the thing? Yeah, like men's clothes. At least the measurements—they're absolute, absolute, like inches or inches. Not like we'll call this a two. Right. Like, what does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? So,
0: like, it, that's the other thing
2: is like, I feel
0: like there are uh, options other than like skinny jeans. Like, if you yeah. have athletic fit, or like, I really like the the episode where they or this is just t- uh, dressing funny when he has Gar- Gabriel Iglesias. And I think on that show, it's more like, I don't know if there's producers or like it's different, but it's just like, this is a comedian. This is a person yeah. who has a talent and a persona and they're like, I'm going to take your advice, but I also have a stylist and all these other people. So I, I thought that was a good, like Gabriel's a big guy, but the way he was styled, he, it changed how he looked and it was, he seemed more comfortable and more dressy stuff than he was used because he does the Hawaiian mm-hmm. shirt. And he what? could like, now he could branch away from that. So like, I, I wonder if it's like, I'm interested to see what the, cause there's sponsors on the show, right? Like they go to specific boutiques and stuff. Mm, yeah. It'll be, yeah, that would be interesting. It's like, well, they don't really have athletic cut shit. They have skinny
2: or they have
0: regular, you know? Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. And I mean, sometimes like, I, I feel like, yeah, he will hit the nail on the head and it's like, it's cool when you can see the people being like, Oh my God, like I never thought I would like this, you know? And, but then there's other times where it's like, you know, I don't like this. I really like this. He's like, we'll try this. And it's like the exact same thing they said they don't like. And it's like, you know, and then it's like, okay, I got you a whole closet full of this pattern. You know, and it's like, but they said they don't like patterns. Like, you know, and it's like, I kind of wonder, you know, yeah, like where that comes into play, like, well, the sponsor wants us to use these, these types of clothes or whatever, you know? And, um and, you know, some of it I think is, yeah. Like breaking them out of their comfort zone. Sure. But yeah, there are some times where he'll just go completely like, or that, like I've seen in this season where they're like, Oh, I really like this shirt. And he's like, okay, how about this shirt? And it's like, nothing in common with the shirt they said they really liked. Like how much is, what are you taking into account what they're saying as far as steering you towards getting other stuff like that, you know, Mm. um, but, yeah, it's just – it's funny. I mean, sometimes, like, it's just like yeah, – kind of jaded. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like – and here's the thing. I don't watch the Olympics, and I know that that's the thing. People who watch the Olympics will just tear apart professional athletes because they stumble, you know, they take two steps and they land. So I assume it's that same sort of thing where it's just like – I obviously have no style, fashion sense – So it's like, you know, to watch someone kind of being like, oh, I'm an expert at style and I want to tell you what to wear. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? That shirt? What are you thinking? (laughs) Tim, I've seen you in the same green hoodie every
0: time I've met you in person. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's my hoodie. (laughs) I don't deviate from the formula. (laughs) I got red hair. It goes good with the
2: green. Yeah. And the fucking... Actually, well, there's one. I, I, I won't give it away, but there's one in this season when you watch it where there's a, there's an artist uh, like, a, well, he's a rapper and he's talking about different influences of his and I feel like Tan like zeros in perfectly on one of his like, you know, the looks he's going for. And I was like, yes, that looks like that Okay, you did your job. Like the person said, I like the look of this person and you found a look that fit that person's style. So it's like, which I feel like maybe that's part of it. If the person knows nothing about fashion, then right. it's like, okay, well then I'm going to throw at you what I know as opposed to, I really like how this person dresses like, Oh, okay. Yes. I will go in that direction right. without like copying what that person wears, but whatever. So, so yeah, that, that was one of my favorite tan episodes I think, cause you've really like, and I mean, maybe it was fun for him too. Where it's like, I have something to work with, not just a blank canvas where it's like, I wear jeans and T-shirts, so it's like, all right, I can do whatever I want with this person. You know. I like that we basically have said fuck Anthony because
0: I <laughs> he's the hottest one and he has the most irritating Instagram. And yeah, he cooks; it's Wait. great, but he's very condescending. Wait, a like l- you, you dumbass, <laughs> you microwave macaroni and cheese, dumbass. Here's some fucking plums, like
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so. So there's a so they do a new we dog like Queer Eye? Are we deciding?
2: <laughs> no, that's that's just how much we like it, and we have strong opinions about it. That's true. <laughs> so this this they got a new dog this season, and you know how oh. in the middle of the episode they'll be kind of talking and like you know oh yeah, and it'll show like Karamo on his phone like doing research. It'll show Bobby with blueprints. It'll show Jonathan putting face cream on. It shows Anthony shirtless cleaning the fucking dog outside in the pool, and I'm like, what are you, what does this have to do with food? Like, food is your thing. Not being not being shirtless. <laughs> that
0: dude is a walking thirst trap. Like, it is, I, I feel like he was Good for dead him. on. Good for him. Like, I'm not yeah, angry. But, I'm not, you know. not slut shaming. He could yeah. let it. I'm enjoying watching it. Fine. You're fine. Just like, I feel like he didn't post for a long time. And then it was, like, after Christmas, and it was, like, new year, new nudes. Like, he was just, right. like, throwing up, like, all these thirst trap
2: shits. It was like Camille Nanjiani when he was doing uh, um, uh, Eternals. You? And also, like, oh, by real... the way, I'm jacked now. Like, fuck. Uh,
0: good for – Camille worked, man. That... I saw that dude. I saw the softness, the density of that dude. Mm-hmm. that was there was a chin under there he got he yeah, the, the yeah. Dimpled chin. he got yeah. crimson chin that was yeah. Uh, in yeah well
2: done <laughs> <laughs> well no like and i think uh you know wh- what's weird i think with with anthony is maybe his is the thing that's probably the most doable i think in a lot of ways like you know uh, or i mean you know sure we all have to wear clothes we're all supposed to take care of our hair and our skin but I feel like those are the things that we, we can brush off like a lot of those people. Whereas like with, you know, with, with Anthony, it's like, Oh, here's food. Like, Oh yeah. Like we all do have to eat, you know, we can live for many years wearing the same clothes and barely getting haircuts, but we still have to eat. So I feel like that's the one that's the most like, I don't know. Then again, you know, I eat garbage a lot of the time, you know, so it's not like, it's not like I'm, I'm the ideal. And it's like, Oh, Anthony would have nothing to say to me, but like, I feel like with a lot of the others, it does tend to be very, um, I guess, more, more, I don't want to say relatable. I mean, yes. Like, uh, I don't know. I think it's just maybe a lot of it too. And I've noticed this more. So uh, I think with this, this most recent season, you know, just because he does tend to cook a lot of stuff with meat, not all the time. So I have a harder time. It's kind of like watching binging with Babish, where it's like, okay, like I can't get excited about that because there's meat in it, and I wouldn't eat it, you know. And so it's just kind of like, meh. It's easier to dismiss, I think. Um, gotcha. So he he does do some like vegan vegetarian stuff. I think there was what was it? There was one there was one woman who who ran like a, an animal sanctuary and you know she was saying how like oh we don't we don't force veganism on people like if guests come here we have food that's not vegan this this and that but he did like a vegan recipe for her because i think she was vegan specifically so so that was really cool to be like oh okay like this is something like you know krista and i could watch get excited about maybe try out but i think that's part of it is like it's it ends up being very much more unrelatable you know Whereas it's like even even some of the stuff Bobby does, which just like his design stuff. Like obviously we're not gonna rebuild our apartment, but some of the stuff he does design wise, it's like, oh, we could do that. We could go to IKEA and get that piece of furniture and that would help us organize stuff. Or or yeah, we could go to a store and I could buy this shirt instead of this basic T shirt, you know. Whereas like when it's when it's a meal that revolves around meat, it's kind of just like, okay, you know, you lost me, whatever. Like, you know, and I don't I, I think like- I just I feel like those segments are
0: also like either you're doing everything or you're chopping something and then he has already prepared and marinated the other thing to throw in the oven. Like when they, they either cut tan or they cut Anthony because Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Like, I feel like that's, that's also the thing is also he talks with his mouth full every episode and he's got a (laughs) terrible chewing voice. (laughs) <laughs> it's very tongue heavy i don't like it it's a wet sounding delivery and he it always sounds like it's falling out of his i i didn't realize i hated anthony i
2: there's a lot of deep-seated hatred here i don't <laughs> what's what's interesting i'll have to ask krista about that because she you you and her have it what you and her have in common is you know how much you notice my my mouth noises and uh and so it's, it's, you know, hearing you say that it makes sense because it's like, oh yeah, like he has to listen to the podcast with my mouth. I have a professional out. relationship with your mouth noises. Okay? Right. So, so I wonder if she's ever noticed that, if that's an issue. Cause like, for me, like, I've never thought about this before, but now that you mention it, I'm like, I kind of appreciate that because it makes him seem, I guess, more down to earth as like a, as like a person who you're eating food with, you know, um, as opposed to like, being more groomed and like you know you know here's how we you know i don't want to show me eating food on television because i don't want people to see me with you know he's he's in it you know and that's that's what he's about it's not about like a, um you know like a gordon ramsay level thing where it's like oh if you do something wrong he's going to put the bread on your head and call it an idiot sandwich you know like like it's all about like this is something you can do at home, and I want you to do it at home, and I want you to do it with your family, and do it as a group activity. And we're eating it, and it's just you know, it's food and it's organic, and this is this is life, and it's messy. So, I just yeah, so you him to a uglier. Now. I just <laughs> did the dialing back
0: ten percent so he could work a little harder. He's just fucking with his shirt off, chewing with his mouth open. I'm not, I'm not here for it. <laughs> but all of the things you said as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, and it it is cool when he does connect with people about food Mm because there's the one with the barbecue joint right like that getting to share that and that's another thing i think with people who value food and have a cool like either like uh, just like a a familial relationship with food or like that's Mm -hmm. a big deal to them that or they have a a, like a family recipe or those kinds of things that's where those episodes that he really shines and stands out because it it's I guess in the same way, Tam, where when they have something to kind of play off of, that's where maybe, I mean, maybe that's the brilliance of the show is like, it's like wrestling. You got like heels and you've got uh, faces. So you Mm -hmm. like people during certain episodes and not in the other. So that's the tension that keeps queer
2: eye together. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Every episode is not about all five of them. There's always like, we have one person who gets to really shine and, and really like oh okay this is this is where i get to kind of take center stage you know because this is what the yeah this is the connection that i have with this person you know yeah
0: and it was cool like with the the firehouse episode right that oh, it, was really cool when he what he taught them to make was something that you could whip together real quick and have yeah. at potlucks and feed the whole like that was also cool when they had these like community based locations where they did like the school house or the community center house Mm -hmm. those little centers of communities those were really cool because everything was kind of in service of what that place did too Mm -hmm. and i think they they did when there was kind of a direction for the thing that they were improving or working on like when they were like hey they want something that they can go like to a nice dinner or be like a Statesman or be like on a job interview or those, when, when Mm -hmm. they had specific things to kind of lean on and go toward that really helps. And it only improves like that's it. The show is only as good as the the material that they can kind of research and go into. Yeah. If you're boring (laughs) and have no taste and no, no opinions, they're going to be like, well, here are things that look good on most people. Here are things right. that most people like to eat. Here right. <laughs> are style decisions that are different from what you had that people seem to like. Like,
1: yeah.
0: I think that the more personal the show gets, the better the show gets, which mm-hmm. is kind of beautiful in a way like that. that yeah. thats you're not rolling your eyes when it gets really intimate. It, it, that's the other thing. I think my initial reaction to Jonathan was kind of like, Oh, that's a lot of energy. It's mm. got to be fake, like affected. Like that's got to be, but you watch three episodes, but that's, that's John. That that's how he is. Like, just like he has that energy. I
2: got, I wish I
0: had that energy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it it also kind of helps to. um, Solidify that. Yeah. I'll, I'll take your advice because it's working for you. You know, I feel like, you know, that's, that's definitely something I've seen a lot with um, again, dipping back into my whole new age phase, you know, like, this this world of people who are all about like uh, either either healing or or being healers and trying to fix people or whoever and like knowing these per- people on a personal level it's like you don't have your own shit together you're miserable most of the fucking time who what right do you have to tell other people what they need to do to fix their lives you know whereas with him it's just like yeah I, I'll listen to you yeah you you you're obviously super happy whatever you're doing is working like yeah let's do it you know. Um, so, yeah, I'm more likely to listen to a person like that than someone who's, like, secretly miserable but puts on this, quote-unquote, spiritual front, you know, and be right. like, everything is peace and love. And it's just like, and then you go home and you can't pay your bills and you're fucking miserable so you get drunk, you know, like, that. that's, you know, that's not who I want to listen to, you know, take yeah. advice from. We want we want to see the small self as
0: well. We want to be yeah. like, yeah, you were sitting in fucking traffic with the rest of us and cursing. Like, there's
2: there's yeah. no... But did you so? Did you see the going back to to Karamo? And I, I won't go into detail here. But did, did you see the one the the guy who was in a wheelchair? That's not uh, jogging you, my memory. Probably I would remember seen it if I. You seen wouldn't it. remember it because that was like holy fuck! Like like Karamo's role in that one, and I don't want to give it away. So at some point, watch that episode because if you if you like Karamo already, you're going to be like it's going to take you on the roller coaster of like. Oh, fuck. Did Chromo go too far? And then you're like, fuck, he did it. Like, holy shit. Like, was that the one where the guy had shot him?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The whole time, I'm like, this is not a good idea. This is yeah, hugely like, traumatic. Like, why yeah. would you?
2: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I don't, I and don't then, know how the man
2: does it. Like, it's, Yeah. And then it's it worked crazy. and it was like, okay, good for you. Like, you, 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 you heal this part of this dude. Like, all right. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, that's fifty-fifty
0: for me. I don't. I couldn't give you better odds than that on that. Jesus, yeah. yeah. That was that was an intense episode. Yeah, listeners. Hopefully, you've seen some of these. So just these vague references to like right. parts of episodes. we more loosely talking about it in, a, in an open format, safe space. <laughs> no actual details will be changing hands.
2: Right,
1: <laughs> That's
0: what happens when you have a ghost co-host? <laughs>
2: well yeah and that's part of it too like to be fair there aren't a lot of specific episodes from previous seasons that i really remember it's more you know because i mean you're following the fab five through it so it's kind of like you know you're seeing their dynamic and um i'm you know i'm sure if like someone was like oh remember this episode like oh yeah that's right okay i do remember that i mean the this season is sort of fresh in my mind but like, again yeah, i don't want to go through too much detail because you haven't seen it but um but yeah i feel like See, there are I- still elements of the show to talk about and you know See, I was never like
0: a uh, what a home makeover or like we're gonna give you a makeover. Those shows, I never watched those, but I fucking loved pimped my ride, Mm -hmm. right? Like, because it was so cool. Like the style, like it's completely a different energy. Like, but there's a lot to be said for when creative people are working on something and bringing out, trying to bring your personality out of it Mm -hmm. and and infuse it. And I always thought that was so cool with what they did on Pimp My Ride was, let's get, oh, you're a musician. Well, we're going to give you the biggest bass speaker mm-hmm. possible and we'll put a, ta- a, a turntable that'll pop out of the, yeah. the glove box and like all these little cool little things where they would try and mold it. And I feel like Queer Eye has a similar, like, that's what they're attempting to do. is like, yeah. we want to bring it out of you. We want to make you more you and more comfortable with how you are. Mm-hmm. And I think they should combine the two <laughs> queer yeah. rides for something. I don't know queer rides. Just call it queer rides.
2: Yeah, queer like,
0: rides. get exhibit in the. That's that's what we will. Okay, that's what we'll bring exhibit in. He'll do the car, and we'll cut um, uh, Anthony's time in half. It's plenty of shirt time. We won't see him cook anything or chop anything. Just shirt off with the dog fight. We'll just move up, and we'll put it exhibit <laughs> queer rides. <rights. laughs> Netflix, give me a call. <laughs> I work with numbers for a living. Can you tell?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, then it can also it can also have a crossover with comedians and cars getting coffee, <laughs> and it can also be like not just you know pimping the ride, but also taking a ride to get coffee. So like we bring Jerry Seinfeld in. And he goes on a ride for them in the pinch ride.
0: And he's like, why would someone do this? This was a perfectly good car. I can't even have coffee now. (laughs) I like that you fucking (laughs) multiverse of madness I guess I gave you the in. I I'm good at team ups. You're a good. Like, well, here's the the multiverse.
2: You open the door to the crossover. I feel like once once that happens, it's like, all right, the possibilities are in this now. The door is open. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: should know. I should know by now. I would watch the hell out of that show if they if they did it in that if they did queer eye queer rides into comedian cars getting coffee yeah. like to follow that emotional project pro, like. Progression from like queer eye moment to oh my god, look at this ride to mm-hmm. the irritated musings of an elderly comedian.
2: Yeah, <laughs> out into this, like, and he's just like shitting on everything that Fab Five did. Like, why do you need new clothes? The <laughs> <Klein."> <laughs> you know, and it's just like, <laughs> we shouldn't even have it. a blazer. I've not, I've worn the same pair of
0: jeans since the TV show. <laughs> why do you need a new haircut? <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because like all of these are premises for his show where they were frustrated about like a haircut or a suit or a stain yeah. all of these like mundane things yeah. he'd be like we did this on my show <laughs> <laughs> it's copyright infringement god we have gotten we might need that we might not need to do the go home segment. of
2: great ideas going absolutely nowhere <laughs> oh actually I, I have a little a little thing for that it's not really an idea but it's 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 something that occurred to me that i wanted to talk about so we can we can throw that in there at the end it's a way of kind of talking about spider-man without talking about spider-man <laughs> oh no
0: oh no <laughs> i'm very excited yeah I I, oh. I I love the show but it's it's not a bingeable show like it's it's you could watch maybe it's, one or two yeah. episodes, yeah. and then They're you start to need to rehydrate. Like there's yeah. I the 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 tear, it's, 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 it's every tough, episode. Yeah. It's every episode, Tim. It's so it's consistent. tough to watch
2: while you're eating, which is what we do. So I mean, luckily, like you can get through kind of eating your food before like the crying starts. So you're not right, like because there's that you know like. <laughs> Like, minute 17-ish, it's right in there. (laughs) Yeah, like, that's when it starts, when you get the the more heartfelt one-on-ones with the people, you know? And it's like, oh, God. Yeah, for me, it's usually the very end, too, when it's, like, the kind of culmination of everything. And just, like, seeing the new person and kind of, like, the Fab Five saying goodbye and them kind of going into this new world by themselves, you know? Like, I I guess it depends on the person. Sometimes it, it happens earlier when it's just like, oh, my God, that's so sad. Although it was nice this, I think this this season, the last two episodes or so were a little bit lighter than the two that came before that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was nice to kind of like, they're just like, oh god, do I have? It? Oh, okay,
1: that
0: wasn't too bad.
2: Okay. <laughs>
0: See, it's not like Bake Off, where all you have to do is have food in the house. Like that, you yeah. could watch that show morning, mm-hmm. noon, and night. Like you could, yeah. but queer, like it, it's just. I I can't take it. I'm too too yeah. soft inside. I can't because I have to adjust. Like if we're like if we're gonna watch Queer Eye, we have to be in a very specific mood. Because yeah. if we wanted to do anything afterwards, it's not what what are we, what are we gonna do? Like we're right. just gonna be yeah. emotional puddles.
2: It's it yeah. It's weird too because it's like it's like it's both uplifting, but also there there exhausting. there is a sort of, <laughs> <it's> exhausting exhausting. <laughs> but there is a depressing aspect to it because it's like. There is that, that part where, you know, every now and then, you know, you have that kind of woe is me moment where like, I want Queer Eye to come in, you know, Fab Five to fix up my life. But then it's like, I'm not doing shit for my community the way these people are. <laughs> right. you know, like, like, the, like two of the ones in this season, one of them is, yeah, it's a woman who runs like an animal sh- sanctuary, but it's also, it's for like disabled animals and like kids so she'll also, like, bring kids in to do, like, animal-assisted animal, ther- animal assisted therapy with them. And she's, like, basically running this place out of her house. And it's, like, on her land. Like, it's not a job she goes to. Like, it's her home. And it's just, like, I- I'm not doing shit for people. I don't deserve this. Like, that's she deserves it. You know, like, good for her. And there was another one. Oh, th- yeah, this other guy does, like, a bunch of stuff for the homeless. And they came in, and it was just, like, you know, he basically, like, spends all his free time, like, helping the homeless and he's doing this project where he's trying to have all these like modular homes built or something. That's like, I'm not doing shit for people. Like, yeah, like these are the people who do deserve to be helped. So it is kind of like, maybe I should, I should be doing more with my life, you know? And then, then I, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm not as exhausted as these people. It's like, I mean, sure I'm tired, but it's like, it's not because I'm working like, you know, 20 hour days like oh these animals are gonna die if no one feeds them and no one takes care of them and or you know all you know yeah like oh dealing with the homeless population trying to give them better lives and make them feel better it's like not doing any of that shit like so it's like fuck what 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 should i be doing with my life that i'm not doing so that's the other sort of darker side of it it's it's like oh yeah look at this nice person who got like you know kind of lifted up and they're they're better and you can kind of take that as like, well, I could do some of this stuff for myself. Like I could be like, yes, I should pay attention, do more self-care, pay attention to how I look more as a reflection of how I want to feel on the inside, this, that, and the other. I should eat better. I should do this. But then it's just like, yeah, but what, what am I doing all that for? It's not so that like I could, you know, and it's like, or, or, you know, or even just like it'll be like families, just like a parent who's like, I spend all day working, I don't have time to spend with my kids and my wife because I'm doing this, that, and the other thing to help all these people. And it's like, I have plenty of time to spend with my wife, I don't have any kids. Like, what am I complaining about?
0: <laughs> yeah, it the, the hero moniker always seems really kind of uh holier than thou. but it, it's accurate, these people are just amazing humans, right? Like, yeah. and I. It, It's it's cool, and I mean it. Kind of does it makes us a little depressed, but also gives us like a get out of jail free card. It's like, well, they're on TV; they're being celebrated. They've they've like, there are those people out there, so that's great. And I'm Mm -hmm. I I aspire to be closer to that, but I am not that at this moment. Right, like
2: I I always like to say, like, well, they're called to do that. I'm called to do something else. (laughs) Dude, I had the
0: same. That was like the exact terminology that was in my head when you were like. Yeah, but they're called. It's like this is how I like I, I'm called to sit on my
2: fucking couch and <laughs> keep this cat warm. <laughs> I'm called to sit in front of my laptop and fiddle around with MIDI notes endlessly. <laughs> uh it like I, I it's a great show. I love
0: it. But again, we we have not watched two seasons because we have cried enough. <laughs> the, like we don't need to we're
2: trying to be entertained here we right
0: we yeah. we're emotionally drained enough.
2: yeah well at least it is a good cry you know it is like a, you know a, a therapeutic cry you know yeah. so that's cool. yeah there's, actually let's there's do oh, okay. it yeah 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 that's what i was gonna say one of my favorite moments is when one of the fab five will actually have like yeah like a cathartic moment where it's like what was it they did one where they went to like this uh church this was in bobby yeah and like having him have to kind of bring all that up and deal with that i was just like fuck that's true like yeah like these and and that's what's great too like you like to see the fab five is like yeah like they're 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 human you know like they've they've gone through shit to get to where they are and, and you know they deserve to be where they are because of the shit they've had to gone through and um when he was still like with the homeless the guy who was dealing with the homeless you know he was saying too like you know oh yeah I've you know i've dealt with you know homelessness or being near homeless and stuff like that and like it's like yeah like these these people didn't they they didn't have like these like cushy lives growing up a lot of them yeah like had to deal with stuff like facing a a religion or a family that rejected them and stuff like that and you know and seeing seeing them kind of come to these situations and and be healed a little bit too is is really really cool yeah that that
0: episode was really great that that was and it, i mean I, I i kind of identify with that like church was a big part of me growing up and like when when you have it severed for whatever reason especially when it's violent rejection and not no longer being welcome in a place you thought was your home is just like yeah. heartrending. and it's just like we we humans like ritual too. So when you're raised religious, like you, you kind of get into the rhythm of those things and you enjoy like the community and those things. And when it's taken away and when you kind of reach the age where you're, you're asking more questions and they're willing to give answers, it's like, it's hard to yeah. not have that be a part of your identity anymore. That that's the, that this show, man, <laughs> Like it's, we're having that moment. Now they're not even here. <laughs> 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 that's the power of queer eye.
2: <laughs> I never watched the the original series. Did you? Me I, neither. I, I've, I've never... no interest in going back to rewatch it. Like because I I like this group and that's right. who I'm in it for.
0: So yeah. I think it was more campy too. I don't know. I I have no idea. I I never saw it. I'm I'd be curious to see what form it take because that was queer eye for the straight guy. Right. Was the moniker so they've they've definitely changed the form i yeah i'd be i'd be curious to see what it what the dynamic was and see if there's any kind of the catharsis because that's the thing i i feel like when that show was coming out was like late 90s early 2000s is that like so we were right in the middle of like fuck being saccharine or genuine or earnest about anything so i i wonder if it has a different kind of i don't know rougher tone
2: yeah well, I feel like it was also right around that time too when the whole idea of like being like metrosexual where it's like uh, I'm a straight guy, but I don't dress like a straight guy, like where there was this distinction between like dress guys I mean, straight guys dress this way, gay guys dress this way. Uh-huh. And that was the whole idea of like, you know, you don't you don't have to look like you're straight, you know, you can have style, you know, that it was like kind of synonymous with that. Um, which like, you know, and, and that's the thing too is like I'm not like like I, I get it. And I, I, I think it was also around the time I was working at structure. So I was definitely kind of going through this like transformation of how I dressed and, you know, that place was a lot more mild until it became express men. And then I feel like they were trying to move in that direction of like, okay, this almost looks like women's clothes, but it's for men. And that's kind of not really what I was about. Like I was, I was all for being like stylish and wearing like nice button downs that were fitted. But, um, Yeah, it definitely, like, took a turn, I feel like, more towards, like, oh, we want you to look like the people on Queer Eye, where they're, you know, they're, you know, dressing. And I, 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 yeah, I didn't watch the show, so I don't know a lot of it, what it had to do with. But I remember that being a big sort of change in perspective. Yeah, like like, like I said, that term metrosexual coming out, like, oh... You're not gay, but you just dress like it. And I was like, why is that a way of dressing? Like, which, it was just like Which, for the most years. part, was just like you weren't wearing baggy shades.
0: Which is. Yeah, like, I, guess def-
2: I think. <laughs> There's probably a lot of like the whole like European style too. Uh-huh. Like, that probably had a lot to do with it. Um,
0: you know, yeah, like, the amount of change in such a small amount of time yeah. is cr- just in fashion, like late 90s, early 2000s. The Jinko jeans and the like, we, I, we were looking at the 70s like what the fuck are they doing now we're wanting to dress like the 70s because we're discovering hey we look like shit we gotta go back even further (laughs) it's just so funny and it seemed like that show was more about style and and grooming i I don't know these are all assumptions so right so
2: yeah yeah that's the thing is like it definitely seemed a little more Surfacey, and I think that's why. Like, you know, with with the new show, it's like more than a makeover. Like, I feel like the original show was probably more just like we're gonna change your hair, change the way you dress, and that's it. You yeah. know, whereas this one definitely, I feel like, does get below the surface a lot more. Yeah. Um, plus, I don't know that with the old show that they each one of them like sort of had a different specialty, or if it was all just we're gonna help you dress and groom yourself better. Like that right. was the impression. Again, I could be wrong. I haven't seen it, but that was sort of the impression I got. It was, yeah, it was more about a makeover, like making you look different, you know, which is fine. Not, not to judge and be like, oh, you should have been doing all this stuff earlier. But like, I'm glad it kind of led to this level of like, you know, yeah. And it's not, I I was actually saying that we started watching it. Like, I'm glad it's not just like for the straight guy anymore. Cause I feel like, you know, straight guys are doing fine. They don't, they don't need this stuff. Like, you know, there are plenty of other, and how this does focus on like, oh, you're you're trying to start your you know do this small business or you're trying to like yeah like i said help the home help the homeless or you know help animals that you know have been abandoned and you know and people who can benefit from the therapy of working with these animals like that's great yeah like that's that's who you should be helping not just straight guys you know like it's kind of nice to have that as a springboard be like no here's what we need to change and focus on and you know and and occasionally a a straight guy will go in, you know end up in the mix, but it's not just like, oh, you're a random straight guy, you know it's like, oh, here's It's a so funny though,
0: when you watch it, and you can totally tell like the the style choices that like the mistakes they're making, like I feel like they do choose obvious dudes when it's a straight dude, it's like, oh, I could see where where there's a face under there there there's <laughs> there's some things that could be done,
1: yeah
0: <laughs> that gives me hope where I don't feel like. I don't know what I would fix. <laughs> like, yeah. like okay, there's there's a there's a critical eye <laughs> mm-hmm. that I have developed.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and I feel like a lot of what what I've learned and could apply is like, um, you know, I've learned this from from taking music lessons. You know, like after you've taken music lessons for years, you know, the way I, I've kind of learned to kind of approach, you know, when I don't have a private teacher is like, okay, when I play this, what would my teacher say if they heard this, you know? And that's kind of, I think, that's what I've come to realize the point of having a teacher is kind of, I mean, in the beginning, when you're really young, it's to be like, you don't know what you're doing, I'm going to tell you what you should do. But eventually, it's like, you, you do start to develop a sense of uh, I wouldn't, I won't say instincts because it doesn't happen automatically, but uh, well, we have critical thinking. And that's, I think what your later teachers are meant to do to kind of build that critical thinking. in and, and I think they do it, whether they realize it or not by putting their voice in your head, you know, mm. where, you know, like you're, you play something. It's like, Oh, this is what so-and-so would say. If he was listening to this, be like, you need to do this better. You need to slow down. You're not doing this properly. And then you go back and fix those things. So I feel like with Queer Eye, that's kind of what it's done for me is like, you watch the show enough, you're like, if the Fab Five came to me, what would they all tell me? You know, what would they be saying based on the way I grew myself or lack thereof, or my, you know, my eating habits or lack thereof, you know, and style not lack thereof, you know, like, okay, here's some of the things they would say that I could fix on my own, you know, and I think, um, you know, that's, you know, that's, I think one of the things where it can be helpful. You can, you know, if you learn how to, you can extrapolate, you know, that stuff to your own life. And that's, that's, I think that's part of the inspirational aspect of it too, is not just like, uh you know, it's the other end of that coin of the woe is me part. Like, oh, I want someone to come fix my life for me. And it's like, well, a lot of what they're saying is like, we're not here to fix your life. We're here to try to like, you know, kind of almost give you a reboot and like think of your own life, you know, and you know, we're not going to hold you by the hand. It's this one week and then you've got to do it from here on out. And it's like, well, wait, why can't I do that myself? Why can't I look at the way I dress and look at what I've learned from Queer Eye? Like if, if I wanted to dress differently, like, okay, use these styles instead of these styles. Okay. Like I should be, you know, doing better stuff with my hair than washing it occasionally. And that's it, you know, like, you know, this, that, and the other thing. So it's like, I feel like it's there. It's a way of kind of like, uh, uh, you know, presenting you with the knowledge and being like, yeah, like you still have to do it on your own the same way as when you don't have a teacher, you can play something like shit. There's no teacher there to go. Yeah. That sounds like shit. You should fix it. Or you could stop and say, like, okay, if my teacher was here, he would say this, so I should fix those things without him having to physically be here to tell me, you know. And I think it's, you know, it can work the same as with, you know. So I feel like that's part of it. If we all take a close enough look at ourselves, we know what we should fix about ourselves, you know, not not based on what the world thinks we should do, but what what we know we should be doing and doing better and, you know, how we should be taking better care of ourselves. We just a lot of times don't stop to to reflect on those things, you know. So I think at its best, yeah, that's what that's what the show can do for people. Even if you're not the the chosen hero that they actually come to in person, like you can be like, all right, what would you know? What would Bobby say about how this room is set up, and what would he tear down, and what would he bring back? You know, like so.
0: Feel free to do this for me, but I would love
2: to have Jonathan
0: find you some hand soap that would moisturize because you because they would not fix your OCD. Right. But there would be a breakthrough where it's like, okay, here's some here's some ways to make deals with yourselves and a, a right. adjust. But like, you're gonna be washing your hands a lot. You need some shit that's gonna be
2: disinfecting, but mm-hmm. not as rough on your skin. Well, and then the other thing I think would also be like, fine he would probably have a lotion. Like I, I when I use lotion, I use a which is the best I've found so far. Yeah, it's the least greasy but it's still too greasy where I can't put it on my hands and then be like, I'm going to work on my computer. Like it'll still get grease all over my keyboard, which I, I can't tolerate. (laughs) So like, um, but I, there was actually years ago. I, um, there are like gloves that you wear to bed that will like moisturize your hands while you're sleeping. So I feel like he would, he would get some of those and be like, here, we're going to have these gloves. You're going to put this lotion on, you're going to do this. And part of the trick that I've tried to do is like, well, when can I wear lotion? So I try to put lotion on like before I eat breakfast, because it's like, I don't care if I get some lotion sure. on my bowls, I'm going to wash yeah. them anyway, or like, you know, before eating dinner and stuff like that. Um, so that's, that's kind of, I feel like, you know, part of the the making that compromise is like, okay, I know you can't wear lotion at these points of the day, but when can you wear lotion, you know, or, or I'll try to put it on before bed if if possible, if I remember, you know, so, so yeah, so I think that would be part of it is not, because I think, I have found like a lotion soap that has aloe in it and that still even dries my hands out. So, I mean, maybe there's, that, that's the other thing they'll do is I'll, I feel like they'll be like, Oh, here's this amazing product. And they'll kind of present it to them. And it's like, how much does that cost from them? Yeah. Now, <laughs> is it a bottle this big that costs $50 and they go through it in a week? You know, like, so it's like, th- that's the other thing that I kind of see with some of that stuff where it's like, is, is all this actually sustainable, you know? Um, but, but yeah, no, that's kind the, of that's, the era, the, that's like, a perfect example. Like I know what I should be doing. I don't need them to tell me I should, I should put lotion up.
0: <laughs> if you need, if you need to take a shot at me, a queer eye shot at me, go ahead. I
2: <laughs> The thing that popped into my head, which I, I, and this is a, a criticism, but I feel like you and Karamo could talk about hats together. <laughs> I feel like oh, his, his be... hat game is pretty strong.
1: That would be rad.
2: That would be...
0: Because I was thinking Tad would be like, okay, that's enough with the snapbacks. But Caraba would be like, I'm taking this one home. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, he... I mean, he's a stylish dude. Like, Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it would have to do with like, clutter. I, I, funnily enough, I think Anthony would be like, stop eating like a fucking Chicago cop. You can't have black coffee, chili dogs, and pizza
2: every day of your life. Like... <laughs> Here's here's maybe what Bobby would do is he would build you a space somewhere, like a, a set of shelves or something. So you could have all your music stuff set up and it wouldn't have to be something that you have to like put together and then take apart. Yep. So it's like, let's, oh, let's take this corner and build these shelves where your amp is on the floor. You've got all this stuff. So you can walk over to that area, just pick the stuff up and start playing. Dude. Yes. That's I have I want to
0: be each other's queer. I know that's can... the thing. I've wanted to do that for such a long time. I have this vision of like, just like enough to stand at. Cause I like playing standing up oh, and perfect. having the mic and everything, just a designated space. So if I, I take my laptop over to that and I plug it in, I don't have to worry about work or anything else. Right. It's not on another desk that gets different clutter. It's like, here's all the pedals. Here's all the chords. Here's all the, effects like that yeah Mm -hmm. see we like we don't need it (laughs) we don't we we don't have to be
2: better people we could just talk to other people (laughs) be like what do i need well (laughs) like i feel like a lot of and and, i mean this is an issue that, that we've had in this place is like storage and i feel like that's a lot of what bobby will do is if that's an it he'll fucking build shelves into your walls but it's like i first of all, I know that some of these walls are plaster and they were like, do not put screws in this because it will just crumble and fall apart. So it's like, I, I don't want to fuck around with like drilling holes. And I don't know. And I know that maybe, maybe this is something from when I was younger that I haven't been able to let go of. But I know that like when I was a kid, like my dad told me, like, if you're going to hang stuff on walls, you've got to hammer into a stud. You can't just like hammer into the sheetrock Cause it'll just fucking fall apart. You know, whatever will fall out. So like I've always been paranoid. Like I can't just like put a shelf up, and I feel like there have been advances in technology. Like certain screws that will have this thing that will shoot through the fucking sheetrock, but then create this anchor, anchor. on the other yep. side. And supposedly you could do that, but I'm like, or that just rips a bigger hole in the sheetrock. I don't know. Like I don't, you know. Um, they work. It can be like we put the fucking we put the TV on a mount. It gives me anxiety every
0: day because I think the fucker is going to come right off the wall. Yeah, but it can be done but not without anxiety that's why they put right. that sh- that's why nobody wants to watch that shit because it's anxiety ridden it's like i don't want to see him put shit together because it'll break
2: <laughs> yeah well and that's the thing is like he he he's a professional he knows how yeah. to hang stuff that's not gonna just like rip out of the wall you know and i i'm not you know what i mean this, this has been a thing for years like this Krista's like hung some stuff and it's just like I was like, don't ask for me to, you know, this is what I know is you're supposed to put a hammer or, a nail or screw into a stud. That's all I know. You know, like, I mean, maybe, yes, there are things that will work, but I I'm not going to vouch for them because I don't know if they actually will work or if it's like, Oh, here's the thing that's meant to hold like a picture frame. And it's like, okay, I'll do two of those and hang a shelf. And it's like, nope, that's too much weight. You know, that's the other part of it too. Like if you're going to use something like that, how far can the shelf come out before now you're putting too much weight that's like pulling down as opposed to like the, like when you were showing me the thing you said, tiny made for your comics, like that's super narrow. So yeah, all that weight is, is being pulled like straight down, which I can see where that's more stable as opposed to a shelf that goes out two feet, you know, two feet, probably way too much, you know, that's going to, all that weight is just going to pull it forward, you know? So it's like, I don't know. I'm not an engineer. I don't know how to decide what I can. I mean, I'll do some command strips on light things, you know, like we have remote controls for our ceiling fans. I stuck that to all with a command strip. Pretty sure that's not going to rip anything out. But then Krista did a command strip that she was hanging sweaters on, ripped the command strip off the wall with the paint with it. So, you know. <laughs> this is a highly
0: cultivated catastrophe. See? <laughs> no, that happened. There's I'm No, I at- know. Kind of- I'm just saying it was but- it was interesting because I was seeing the spiral and then you told me where the origin was after it. So you, you Lucas'd yeah. it.
2: You fucking yeah. prequeled it. So... So, so for me, like, so basically what this comes down to is like, yes, from that Queer Eye's perspective, like I can identify things that we could do to make our place less cluttered to have more storage. But a lot of it, I'm just like, I'm, I'm scared to, you know, like, I don't, I mean, I, I try to stick with drawers, you know, stacks of drawers or bookcases. Mm -hmm. So I know I can put a bookcase together, right. And I don't mount it to the wall like I'm supposed to, but I jam shit under the front of it. So it pushes it back against the wall. So I know that if anything, you know, maybe a shelf will break and the shit will fall in, but it's not going to fall on top of me, you know, but I can't, I can't put a shelf up and guarantee that that shelf won't fall down, you know, we've, we've progressed to tool time, (laughs) 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 but, uh, so, so anyway, so, yeah, so that's, that's one of the things I think that like, and maybe that's, yeah, maybe that's just an excuse where I could have, Bobby's voice in my head going, here's what you could do to fix your situation. And it's like, oh, but I'm a scared, so I can't do it, so it won't happen. But, um, I mean, I, you know, I, I definitely know what Tan would say. Like, w- why is it going to be a white T-shirt every fucking day? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Which I did buy. I bought a five-pack of, like, colored undershirts that I wore Fancy, Fancy. Yeah, well, some aren't of, you doing well? Of, different shades of blues and grays. So <laughs> I've added to my palette.
0: <laughs> see what i would do with you style wise is just give you a different colored hoodie <laughs> and it's i, just I do want to see one. it i have a green one and a blue one. but they're the same i want a pastel i need something else <laughs> <Pastel>. <laughs> see that face right there we just we just had a whole episode right there we right. had a queer eye episode pastel <laughs> I just want to see it on you, man. I just you don't have to love it. I just want to see yeah. what the combination work and then we can move away from it. Okay. So
2: yeah, I mean I, I would I would try stuff on that's the thing too is like I've definitely done like you know fashion shows like, oh let's try these on, you know, whatever. Um so I'm not opposed to trying stuff on. But yeah, it's also just I don't know, like like that's the weird thing for me too, is like part of why I wear so much green is like the color is pleasing to me to look at. So like when I can see you know, like, oh, I'm wearing my hoodie. I can see it on me. I get to see the color green on me. Um, unfortunately, I haven't found green undershirts. You know, it's either white or, like I said, the ones I have are, like, you know, shades of gray and blue, which I like blue. That's, like, my second favorite color. But Or, like, you know, the the, the PJ pants that I wear is usually some sort of, you know, green and blue plaid pattern because I enjoy those colors. I enjoy, the, you know, that plaid, you know. So, um, so yeah. So, like, I, I'll wear stuff that is appealing to me to look at That's So that Well, actually, you no know, first priority is comfort. It has to be comfortable. Right. Like I, I actually bought, I used to hate the color yellow. And back when I worked at structure, they had a t-shirt that was like the softest cotton I've ever felt. And it was yellow. And I bought my first yellow shirt because I was like, this is so fucking comfortable. I don't wear this. I don't care that it's yellow and it looks disgusting with my skin. <laughs> But that is something I have learned too, is that like, you know, to find colors that match my skin tone, that's like part of it. You know, you can't just be like, I like this color I'm going to wear. it. it's like, that looks really weird on you because of your skin tone. So like, that's sort of the third consideration. So first is comfort. Second is, you know, do I like, is, is the stuff visually appealing to me? And I guess that's also regardless of what it looks like on me. You know, it's like, Ooh, I, if I like a shirt, that's a color that will, look gross on me i'll still wear it anyway because it's like i like the way it looks sometimes um so, I, so yeah i, I know some things and i i know my
0: like collecting and hoarding tendencies would be very much at the center of the conversations with karamo <laughs> yeah, why true. are you holding on to so much because i'm afraid i'm gonna die <laughs> so <much. laughs>
2: I don't know, Karama, why do we have so many L.A. hats? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just two letters. And I know those aren't the ones you get at uh, where I get my hats. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> those look a little more primo than mine. So I didn't even realize that the uh, the ghost topic was themed on your recent uh, uh <laughs> Betra- not betrayal. What betrothal? No. What is it? Departure. Your recent departure. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Shuffled <laughs> off the mortal coil. The well, depart- previous to being one yourself.
2: Do you believe in ghosts? I here here's, uh, and this is gonna. I've thought about this, so this is gonna seem like it's an end of the conversation, but it's not. This is just sort of the the. I I myself have never seen a ghost, but. I'm not so arrogant that I think that just because I haven't seen a ghost that they do not, they cannot possibly exist. So that's kind of where I fall with it. Whereas it's like, I, I don't believe I don't actively believe in them. Like, yes, ghosts are real. That's a thing, but I don't actively disbelieve in them. I just have no, no way to tell other than, you know, people who have said they've seen ghosts or other people who have said there's no possible way ghosts can exist. So I I have zero experience. I'm open to the idea. I I guess if anything, I would lean towards, I I would like the idea of ghosts existing. I'd I'd like the idea that there is more to the world than, or maybe not the world, I guess maybe the world is what, the world tends to be what we used to describe, kind of what we can see, what is obvious, what is relevant. So I would like to think there's more to the universe than what we can kind of just see of the world at take uh, of the world at face value, you know? So I would, I would like to say that there are ghosts, but I also, like I said, I don't actively believe in them. We're like, yes, ghosts are real, but I, I, I don't know. But yeah, like in my 40 plus years, I've never had A supernatural experience. I shouldn't say I've never had a supernatural experience. I I probably have. There, I can't think of any, but I'm sure there are things where I'm like, I can't explain that. But nothing to be like, oh shit, that was a ghost, and that's the only explanation for that, or anything vaguely remotely close to that. You know, where it's like, I think I saw something. Maybe it's a ghost. It's like I've never, never seen anything. Never, yeah, never really experienced anything supernatural. Um, so, but again, like I said, like, that's not a, a close to the conversation where it's like, I will fight you on this. It's just like, my own experience has been very boring in that sense. And it's, it's, it's disappointing to me. Like I, for much of my early life, I wanted to believe, you know, I, I mean, I fucking grew up reading comics, like I wanted to believe that like, mutants were going to be real someday that people would start having superpowers that, or you could be born without superpowers and get bit by a spider and not have to wear fucking glasses anymore. That was my dream as as a child. I would have settled for not having to wear glasses, never mind superpowers. But like nothing in the world has sort of presented itself to me that that the world is more than what we can kind of see at face value and can explain um and and understand with a with a scientific mind. Um, I, I hope that someday I that 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 changes and there are things that it's just like, Oh man, this is, this is fucking magic and that's cool. And this is great. And the, or, or not even magic. Like, I feel like, you know, that was the thing like with the whole like X-Men, like there's, there's a scientific explanation for that. They've worked that, you know, the idea of evolution, like this, this has happened. And what is, what does that look like? If we, you know, extrapolate that and project that into the future superpowers, that's awesome. But it's like, no, it's like we stopped evolving. And it's like, that's it. This is, this is what you get. Um, so, so yeah, so I, I would love for ghosts to be real. I would love for other supernatural things to, to, to be real, to be, it just part of what bugs me is, yeah, it seems so elusive, you know, it's like, Oh, here are these ghosts. It's like, okay, if there are ghosts everywhere, like, I feel like they should be seen more often and, and you know, maybe that's part of it. Like these people who are like, Oh, there are different places where it's like, Oh, if you go here and there are ghosts, like whatever, like and maybe it's, it is dependent on the place. And I've never been to those places, but um. so, yeah, so that's, that's, I don't that's know that I, I don't know that I would have expected agnostic from you as a response to this question. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's been kind of the default. Like I would never call myself an, an agnostic, but I feel like that's kind of where I've landed where it's just like, I don't fucking know. That's my answer, <laughs> you know? And it's like, and what kind of person? What kind of person doesn't know it, but makes a decision anyway? Like, no, it's definitely this. Why? I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I've never seen a ghost, but they definitely are real. It's like okay, <laughs> but you know, like I want them to be so bad, man. I just yeah. I I need
0: I get it. I need mm-hmm. something else. You know, like I I think places have energy. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, even with body language and people right you you get certain energies from people and you like have responses you can tell someone's them.
2: looking at you when you're not looking at them like there's something right. to that some low level esp where it's like wait And you look and you see that someone's staring at you even though it was like behind you and you know and there's places like I, we went
0: we went on a, a dc trip and we went to this place where it was like we're at a hotel next to this like courtyard where there's supposed to be this really spooky thing. Like a, like one of the most haunted places in America. It's like, fuck. I want it. Like, even then I wasn't all that into horror or anything, but it was just like, it felt like, Oh shit. Is it going to be actually a ghost? And then nothing happened. Um, But I, I have had a paralysis demon experience. Oh shit. That wasn't fun. I don't know if, have I not told you this story? I guess. No. I think so. Um, so. I was in, i was still living with my parents. It must've been high school or middle school or something. And I had a dream. I was woken up and pulled by my chest out of bed. And I was being dragged towards this thing. And then I was seeing my mom in like the, the doorway. And she was like seeing me in bed and I wasn't in bed. I was being dragged towards this thing. And she couldn't see me, and I was being dragged past her, and then I woke up in my bed. I was like Whoosh! like I if it was a dream, it was the most vivid, visceral, terrifying dream of my life. But it like it there was it felt like I was being pulled by my chest across the floor, and it was like the most eerie dread like the the uh escalator or the uh, moving stairway into the uh bug zapper of eternity and soul it <laughs> yeah. was like that but like with a, a fist and it was cold and scary and holy shit <laughs>
2: um see that's part of it too is like i feel like dreams are usually so fantastical that like when you know i i feel like it's very rare to have a dream that it's like you're kind of in your actual house in your actual room where things are actually the way they are. You know, it's usually right. like, Oh, it was my house, but it wasn't my house. You know? Exactly. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it was
0: unquestionably like, my room, my furniture, yeah. that doorway. Like it was. Yeah. It, and it felt like I had been pushed back into my body. Like it was like, yeah, I guess that house, my sister had felt things there had been like very like, eerie presences there mostly in like the basement and in her bedroom mm-hmm. and i guess i uh sleepwalked when i was in middle school and i would laugh oh, fuck. so i would be walking around and then just laugh completely dead to the world and then wake up in my bed so like i i don't i didn't experience any of that i never remembered like mm-hmm sleepwalking or waking up that way i haven't sleepwalked for ever i don't even know that it was like a certain period like between middle school and high school i think is when it happened like that earlier age um but i've i haven't done it as an adult now that i'm saying that (laughs) we'll see what happens (laughs) yeah that i know of um so there that's the less fun stuff like that like i i there, there was something there, I don't like I trust my sister like she is she's smarter than I am, so like I trust her like instincts and stuff so i I think places have energies and I think people feel presences and things differently like that i I'm always wearied like I'm always like why are all ghosts like white victorian children like slavery was a thing if anything was like a malignant spirit, it would be yeah. slaves or or enslaved people we're not supposed to say slaves anymore because that makes it it dehumanizes even further by giving Mm. it a different category enslaved people that it it was that always worried me It was like i you seem to be having a whole lot of the same type of experience it Mm. it doesn't seem like why (laughs) is that the only people breaking through or it's an interesting I, i i like the idea of like having a a lasting impact or feeling like a a presence or something where it's like, I I like, I like that idea. I've never
2: experienced that other than like the sleep paralysis thing. Um, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: uh, At one point, I forget what I was reading, but it was basically saying that like ghosts weren't like the actual, like soul of the person, but it's sort of like kind of an after image of that person imprinted on the place. Yeah. So it's not that like, Oh, that person, you know, died and never went to heaven and right. they're stuck here yeah. like like they're gone but like there's something about you know either either the way they died or you know whatever that that left an impression on the space um I think it's kind of interesting because it's yeah it's almost like a like a hologram or something like that where it's yeah. like you know this or like um what's that thing like when you know, when the like the nuclear bombs go off and you end up with like the the reverse shadow of the people on the walls, because like, Oh yeah. yeah. You know, like almost like that, like where it's like, Oh, they're, they're imprinted on there, but that's not them. Like, but in a more like sort of, you know, three dimensional kind of sense where it's, yeah, it's not them. It's not, you know, um, it's not really that person. Um, I mean, I think the other thing too, that I've wondered a lot is like, you know, when people say that after someone dies, like, Oh you know, the person came to me and spoke to me, it's like, you know, that, that person's kind of need for closure, you know, and kind of their brain kind of creating this experience that they need. Um, cause it seems, I don't know, I guess it seems like convenient, you know, like, right. Oh, after this person died, you know, I never got to say this to them and I didn't know if they thought this. And then the person comes to them and says the thing that they needed to say that they needed to hear. And then it's fine. Um, not to say that that's the, an explanation for every ghost sighting, you know, but like, you know, I feel like people will very readily be like, yes, this person definitely came to me as a ghost. And it was like, are are you sure about that? You know, like seems, yeah, like I said, seems convenient, you know, that you got exactly what you needed in that moment. And, and the fact that like so many other people don't get that, you know, so many don't seem to get the closure from, from their loved ones who have died, you know, and, um, but then again, maybe that, that does make it more real. Maybe it's like, if you're the type of person who is kind of connected to that sort of thing, that's why you can receive this spirit where someone else who's like, you know, not as connected, then it's like, okay, I, you know, the person tried to come to you to give you closure, but you weren't ready for it. or whatever. Right. That, um, th- I mean, this is the whole, like, people can talk to
0: God thing. Like, this hmm. is a big part of my, like. That's why I guess that's part of my like piss baby like why isn't it me? That's a lot of my response to religion is like why are there special people in this and why am I not any why am I not being talked to, I guess. Right. Um so like the idea I think it also has to do with like wanting to make an impact, wanting to make a positive impact and be cuz I mean how many thousands, millions, trillion humanity has just moved through life on this planet and we don't know who they were like mm-hmm. so like that that's such a big concept and the idea that someone could be in a place or have a spurt and reaction or a connection to a place so much so that it imprints on the the spiritual space whatever that means or like the non-three-dimensional space the other like other i don't know something passing through or Uh, Mm -hmm. projected on or an echo or a shadow that kind of thing i i like the idea that like there is some something physical or something ethereal something perceivable left behind by life makes it seem more special i mean as special as life is obviously but, but like the i i don't know i i'm trying very much to be like every day is like this is one of the good old days and trying to live like that right and like i feel like the idea of ghosts is like tied into that. Cause we're always, we're grabbing for the present and present is the sand coming through the hourglass. And it's, it's only in the air for like a second. Like it's, we're trying to cling to every single second of it. And like the idea that ghosts are an echo or an impression of life lived means that there's something else or there's some, I don't know. Like, I, I like the idea that there are, things we can't see it can't explain and there's there's something outside of our understanding of physics now that we will either discover or become more aware of and kind of I I'm excited by the the possibilities you know but of it and it's I mean my experiences with it have only been scary and I'm still like well that's something I don't know what that is like people have talked about like when astral projecting like there's like things that will can grab you and shit like i don't i would fucking love to astral project i think that would be such a cool thing to try to do i don't know if people actually do it people have claimed to and like it's not something that you can like witness somebody else doing it would be something like i just think it's cool like that there's even if like there's dark shit that means there's shit there's something there you know that like it was, it was weird, because at the beginning, when I brought ghosts up, I was like, I really haven't had any experiences in the, like, paralysis team. And I was like, yes, that did happen.
2: Yeah. yeah, I don't know that there's much more to say. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I feel like all, all three of my sisters, to some degree, have had sort of, uh, I don't know how to put it, like, some sort of experience or connection with something beyond the sort of tangible and yeah, as a kid, I was always, I was always jealous of them because like, they definitely all had like, you know, various different things like uh, without kind of you know telling their stories and getting into it, but just something where it was just like, Oh, that's so cool. I wish I could do that. Or, you know, like, like what, what uh, I'll say this, cause this was like a funny, a funny thing. One of my sisters like read my mind one time and it was really weird the way it happened. Cause like we were joking around in her room and we were just laughing And I thought of something that was completely not related to what we were talking about. And I turned to her, like, opened my mouth, and she looked me in the eye. and was, like, rattled off exactly the thing and goes, is that what you were going to say? I was like, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's rude. Yeah. That's rude. (laughs) So it's, like, you know, like, so, like, little things like that are, like, um, you know, where it's just, like, oh, that's so cool that you can, you know, kind of tap into these these things somehow and i don't maybe it was it wasn't supernatural maybe it was just like you know our our rapport had kind of become you know predictable you know kind of thing and it's like as we're you know as we're saying stuff oh this is the next progression of where this conversation's going or whatever you know um but but yeah i just remember and it was just funny the way she like like the way her whole mood changed when she did it, you know, it wasn't just like, Oh, like we said the same thing at the same time. Isn't that funny? Cause we're right. thinking it was just like this, like, no, zoop, like I'm, I'm reading your mind. I'm telling you what, you, what you're about to say. Like,
0: she did it like Trelawney when she actually does a prophecy that <laughs> she went into the trance state. Yeah, <laughs> The tone of the interaction has changed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but So, yeah. So it's like, I feel like there have been, people around me that sort of have, and that was also even before, like all the new age stuff. And I think that was part of what led to me wanting to go down that route is like, okay, like my sisters can all do some of it. Like, why can't I do any of it? Like what, how do I do this? How do I cultivate this? You know, and kind of launching into this like group of people who were, or supposedly were also doing it, you know, and it's like to, to varying degrees and whatever. Um, and that was a weird thing too. Like, I feel like a lot of times, you know, with people it's like, Oh, well, you know, you can't do this thing because you don't believe it. It's like, I, I believed in it. Like I trusted that my sisters were, were doing these things that, you know, were not, you know, I I don't want to say like supernatural, like, Oh, they were levitating or shit like that. But it was just like, there, there was something there that they were like tapping into that I couldn't tap into that I wanted to tap into that I, you know, believed in and, um, I don't know. I guess I'm just, yeah, I'm surprised that by this point in my life, I'm not more just like none of that shit's real because I haven't experienced it ever, you know? Right. Cause like, I, yeah, there's a p- little part of me that holds out hope, but it's like, you know, and, and I think that's the, maybe that's part of too, what gives me that little bit of belief is that I've, I, I know enough people who have sort of, had experiences or say that. And, and there are people who like, and and I I think that's the thing too, is I give more credit to people who aren't like, I am this spiritual person and I communicate with the dead and blah, 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 where it's just like, there'll be a person that you'll be talking to like, Oh yeah. That time when, you know, I saw a ghost as a kid. And they'll just kind of say it as like this factual thing. And it's not like a huge part of their personality. It's just this thing that they'll say. And like, yeah, like I saw a ghost, like, I'm sure this is what happened, you know, like, And you're just like, oh shit, like that sounds legit, you know, and you haven't been pulling my leg our whole relationship. So I'm not inclined to believe that you're lying about this because, you know, you haven't, you know, made this thing a foundation of your personality where if it comes out that you're full of shit, it all comes crumbling down, you know, like, so like yeah, I feel like I do know people who have had like these random little experiences like that. They'll, they'll call back, you know, you know, like kind of like what you did. I have no idea you had, you had, had an experience like that. It's like, here's this thing that happened to me, you know? Um, it's one
0: of the cool like, I, I love that this discussion question, and I'm stealing it from uh, Pete Holmes on his podcast. He asks like everybody, it mm-hmm. but like, I am now very fascinated with people's belief in ghosts and like interactions with them. And it, mm-hmm. I'm I'm anxious for the day where I ask somebody and they go like this. They just don't talk and they shake their head like so. Something have like like (laughs) that's almost better than somebody who's like, oh my god, it fucking it fucked me up. It's like I want the cold quiet of somebody who's seen the beyond. (laughs) Like because that's the thing, everybody. Even if you don't have a story, everybody has an opinion about it, and I think that's great. Like I think it gets you, it gets you talking about hypotheticals which are much more interesting, usually. Yeah,
2: yeah. I remember, uh, like, years ago, reading, uh, I don't know if it was on Tool's website, but they were talking about how, like, you know, in one of their, like, little treatises that they like to do, it was saying how, like, you know, belie- you know we shouldn't have beliefs because beliefs kind of, like, stop you mm-hmm. from thinking. Like, once you kind of have a belief, you kind of make a decision about that thing, And then that's it. That becomes unchanging, you know? And I I really did like that idea that like, you know, I, I mean, I, or I I try to have beliefs, but beliefs, but keep them in a constantly evolving state where it's like, here's what I believe right now, but it could change based on either new evidence or my mood, you know, (laughs) like, you know, or, or something new that I read that adds a different perspective and like, Oh, okay. So it's like, I, so that's kind of try where I try to be where like, I, I feel like I have a few beliefs, like, a few things that it's just, like, okay, like, this is a, a part of my core, but but most of it is kind of, like, I try to keep changing, and a belief to me is more like, here's where I'm at now, you know, but, but yeah, I think that's kind of, like, part of where, yeah, like, like with ghosts, it's like, I... I would like to think that maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe when I'm 90 and I'm more cranky, I'll be like, fuck it. Ghosts don't exist. I haven't seen a ghost in 90 years. They can't possibly be real because why would they be real if I haven't seen one, you know? You know, cause like, I feel like that is a a lot of the, the part of it. Yeah. People who have seen a ghost, like they'll believe it. And a lot of people who don't believe in ghosts haven't seen it. So it's like, well, sure. That doesn't mean it does like, who is <laughs> it? a? um, Oh, I think it was Louis CK shit. Anyway, he made a good point where he was saying how, like, you know, I, he's like, I think it's weird that people be like, you know, God does not exist because I haven't seen it. It's like, well, have you checked the downstairs bathroom? You know, <laughs> and he's like, I haven't seen the movie 12 years a slave. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist, just because right. I haven't seen it, you know? So like, that's kind of like the take I have where it's just like, yeah, like, with all that stuff, it's like, just because I have not personally experienced it doesn't mean it doesn't exist anywhere in the universe, you know? So, but sadly, there's a lot of shit that falls into that category. Like, what the fuck? Like, I want some, some, some fun, cool, although I say that, then it's like something fucked up's gonna happen. I'll be like, no, no, this isn't it. I don't wanna, I don't wanna you know, like.
0: We got aliens. You just dropped that shit on us. We haven't dealt with that. We don't have any more information. Yeah, we know it. We, we don't know what they are
2: there's aliens yeah. but we don't we don't yeah. we just we don't have the bandwidth to, to process that right now it's like there's too much happening
0: god it's like that fascinates me that's we should do a whole another we'll do another episode on that just like the just the idea of extraterrestrial life and what it would yeah. take for them to get here yeah. and if they resemble course, yeah. anything we can interact with once they get here yeah in, in the, the the chance of that is infinitesimal it's so tiny like it's yeah. crazy to me
2: well and and that's the thing is like i feel like yeah if we look at it based on our limitations of what we know about the universe and how what our experience is with the universe like yeah it's infinitesimal but like if we open the door to sort of like beyond what we can understand with our feeble minds and it's like yeah there are ways around all that shit you know so it's like Okay, there were things I was going to mention because they fall into the overall supernatural category, but I'll wait if we're going to do an actual alien. We can talk yeah, about let's, we'll,
0: we'll do an alien one because I'm also fascinated by that. Yeah.
2: Oh, oh yeah. So that was one that you mentioned. Yeah. So like me and my um, my college roommate, we like at our the Fine Arts Center at URI, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, we were like I think like either people told us it was yeah a few people told us it was haunted. Like what was it? There was, and again, this is another one of those experiences where like we were we were like just asking everybody like oh do you think this place is haunted and or have you or just acting we were, we were asking the faculty like have you seen ghosts in this place and my composition teacher without skipping a beat was like you're like oh have you ever seen any ghosts he's like oh i could name them yep. i was just like what and then um one of the other professors we asked him you know if he had ever heard like weird stuff he's like you know there were definitely nights here when i would be like here like all night like working on this that or the other thing in my office, you know, you know, and I think the, where his office was like upstairs from like this little section of offices were like where the practice rooms were. So like in this corner of the building. So he's like, you know, and I know like, you know, I had been here all night. I, you know, I knew people were here late, but then left. And like, I had left my office, you know, would go to the bathroom and seen that no one was here and I'd be in my office and I would hear like piano benches moving upstairs above my office, this, this and that, you know, Um, so then like, we were always like intrigued, like we want to stay here. We want to see ghosts, you know, or like, you know, supposedly every theater department is haunted because, you know, someone has died in some production at some point, you know, so we used to go investigate the theater department and skulk around there. and I think that's where we got the idea to like film a a horror movie there and involve ghosts and stuff like that. But, but yeah, and all the time we were looking at the closest thing, the, the only weird thing that happened was at one point we were sitting there and like, there was this like flash of light that we couldn't like explain like where it came from. And I think the minute it happened, we ran to see if like, Oh, was there like a car outside and we didn't find it. But, but again, like th- there are many explanations for where a flash of light could come from just because we didn't find the source of it. Didn't mean right. it doesn't mean it's supernatural, but that was sort of an unexplained thing that happened. But yeah, that's, that's sort of like the closest to anything. We never, um, although we, <laughs> we were kind of assholes and created a situation like that for someone where I think it was me, him and his girlfriend had gone to see Titanic. I think we went to a midnight showing of Titanic. So Mm -hmm. it was like, you know, three in the morning. We're like, Oh, let's stop by fine arts. See if there are any ghosts there. And there was a kid in one of the practice rooms. So we're like, Oh, let's fuck with him. So, so So we went into the practice room next to where he was practicing. And start first started like playing the piano very softly and we had the light off in there and there was a window, but you couldn't see in. And so we'd play the piano, but then hide up against the door. So if he looked in, he wouldn't see anyone. And like, we would like move the chair, make, you know, make the chair scrape, you know, do all that stuff. There was this weird, like soundproofing stuff. So we started like scratching the wall, you know, doing all this stuff. And, you know, at one point he like, you know, he, he would like open the door, like, is anyone out here? Is anyone here? You know, he started playing louder once. So at one point we just started like, pounding on the piano keys like doing these clusters and he like starts like pounding on the door i think he even like took his key and opened it and we just like literally just like spilled out into the hallway laughing <laughs> you know so it was like yes. that's so that's <laughs> and that's part of it too is like how many people who have heard go was it just an asshole like us you know, fabricating this experience for someone and they're there's like, nothing oh, yeah. beyond
0: the asshole potential of humanity is what
2: that tells me yeah I feel like there, yeah, there are plenty of people out there shitty enough to make people think they're a ghost to try to scare them, and that's you know. But
0: um, did you have a uh, great idea that goes nowhere? Oh,
2: so so it's not really a great idea. It was just it was just a perspective that I thought of. Um, so I will with, try without... to tiptoe around spoilers as right. we have this discussion. So I feel like one of one of the main spoil. Okay, so yeah, so there are mild spoilers for. Spider-Man No Way Homes. So we'll say that. And I haven't seen it, but there have been things that were spoiled for me on social media. So I assume probably most people have also had those same things spoiled. Or they've seen the movie. Right. Yeah. Because they're not chicken shit. Because there's ones. one person who hasn't <laughs> seen it and it's you. <laughs> I'm I'm the I'm the person. <laughs> it's gonna be my fault when it doesn't surpass Avengers Endgame. Be like, uh-huh. oh we were one shy.
0: <laughs> um So Spider-Man's given you so much. He asked you for
2: one thing. (laughs) Be brave, be brave (laughs) like (laughs) Spider-Man. So, so, so Marvel's been really leaning into the whole like multiverse thing. Yes. Right. We, we've kind of seen that sort of start to crop up, you know, it was hinted at in far from home, but then it was like, Oh no, this is actually an illusion all caused by Mysterio. But then it's like, Oh no, wait, the multiverse is actually real. And we get to see, you know, that, really how the multiverse is functioning in, um, in Loki. Yep. Um, and then that kind of leads in, we we knew for a while, Oh, we're going to have Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. So like, we know that all this stuff's happening. So, so this stuff has kind of been there kind of slowly building. And, you know, as, as we all know, anyone who's listened to me over the past few years, you know, this is something I wish DC would have done, which they've done a little bit of that in a, on the TV shows, but I kept wanting to see like the TV shows and the films merging and like, Oh, why do we have a flash here and this other flash? And I think now they're starting to do it too. Cause now we have like the two Ezra Miller uh, flashes that are coming up in the flash movie, I think or whatever. And oh, we're going to have the Michael Keaton Batman analyst. So anyway, um, but one thing kind of occurred to me and people who actually know science may be like, no, you're wrong, but I'm going to, I'm going to pretend because who the, who the fuck cares? This is, you know, this is, fiction my. anyway so my my thought by by having and here's the spoiler by having the um toby Maguire spider-man and the um uh, andrew garfield spider-man show up in this my my thoughts is that it's not actually due to the uh multiverse it's actually an omniverse and so the distinction of that you know in, in the way i feel like it's been used so so a, a multiverse would have been like so. Th- this idea of like multiple versions of, we'll say, for like a very little timeline, right? So if this was a multiverse, we would have multiple different Tom Holland Spider Men. But the fact that it's a totally different person who is named Peter Parker from a different period in time because they're also different ages from him. So, so it's also not Tom Holland, like from the past and Tom Holland, Spider-Man from the future. It's like completely different dudes who are also Peter Parker, who is also Spider-Man. So to me, what that says is it's not this universe, which has multiple paths that things could have taken. It's a whole different universe, like that started from the Big Bang. And the the, the science part that I'm going to get into, which is probably pseudoscience, is years ago I watched this YouTube video where it was explaining dimensions. Mm
1: -hmm. And it
2: was talking about, like, you know, okay, well, the first dimension is length, the second dimension is width, you know, and and basically it's explained it about, like, you know, the first dimension is a line, the second dimension is you add, you know, uh, um, an angle to that line. That creates two dimensions. And then the third dimension is a fold, and basically what he was saying is, like, you, if you take a flat piece of paper, even though the paper technically has thickness, that's technically two dimensions. It has length and it has width, but it doesn't have any height. So the third dimension is not adding height to that. It's taking that and bending it, which is basically what happens with, you know, like, so, so when you look at, like, flat earthers versus round earthers, it's like, oh how can the earth be round? I look at it and it's flat. It's because it's a flat surface that's bent into a fucking sphere, you know? So that's where that third dimension comes in. And then the fourth dimension would be, you know, time. Mm -hmm. So you're adding this, um, but, Oh, so this is where, so this is where it cycles through. So we have one dimension is a line. Uh, two dimensions is an an angle or, or there's a better way to put it, or like an intersection, I think. And then three dimension is a fold. So when we get to the fourth dimension of time, time as a fourth dimension is also a line, which is the way we perceive it, a straight line. Mm-hmm. But then the fifth dimension would be an angle, which is where you get alternate like realities. So alternate timelines branching from that um from that one basic point. Like so a choice is made and both choices are actually made so you get two versions of the same timeline. And that's sort of the the fifth dimension. Whereas the sixth dimension is a fold and that's where time travel can take place. Cause you can take a line and bend it and have something where, Oh, you're continuing in this point, but we're going to bend you back over to this point. So the same way, like, you know, when you're playing a video game and you walk to the end of the screen and you pop uh, on the other end of the, sh- the screen is basically like, okay, even though the screen is two dimensional, it's like a cylinder basically. So I'm walking around the cylinder or, you know, the same way you could point one direction and start walking and you'd end up back where you started Mm -hmm. because it's it's round you know so so Omni mm -hmm. has
0: I think maybe I've been misunderstanding the concept of multiverse but I always thought that encapsulated the idea of same dude different appearances because I always thought that the the decision like the thing that fractures or the, the idea of like these different things all had their origin from different big bangs I thought it the the origin of each of
2: those. Yeah. So I think that's the difference is that if you have one big bang that sprouts multiple different paths based on choices. So, like I said, if you had a a Tom Holland Spider-Man that had a different past than the Tom Holland Spider-Man, we had multiple Tom Holland Spider-Mans that would be from the multiverse from alternate paths that that Tom Holland Spider-Man could have taken. Whereas when we have completely different dudes as Spider-Man, I think th- those have sprouted out from a different Big Bang.
0: And so, so the, yeah, the idea that it's a different Big Bang is an Omniverse theory rather than a multiverse.
2: Theory? I think. So. I mean, I'm kind of throwing these terms out there. Like, okay. not, not, again, it's not. It's not like real, but like um, because when when I heard the concept, they said infinite variety, infinite
0: versions, and in my head, that's like okay, if the Earth formed 20 years earlier. Right. I would be born twenty years earlier. So that dude's gonna look different. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I, I feel like there's all these it's the butterfly effect writ large, as large as possible. I guess I've never really thought of it being yeah. specific to like one big bang. I don't know.
2: Well I guess that's part of it is if you look at, yeah, if you look at one big bang, I think maybe part of it has to do with the, the fact that the universe on like a you know planetary level is going to develop the same and maybe this is part of it you know again like i'm not a scientist i don't know but like the idea of the multiverse to me stems from yeah the idea of choice right and you know you're making different choices which are happening simultaneously creating split paths that but you're it's it's still it's still you you know because like you said if the earth develops 20 years earlier That didn't happen in this universe. That would have to be in another universe. But it's not the different choices you make, kind of spawning different versions of you based on the choices you make. I guess I never really thought about
0: when I think about the multiverse. I don't really think about choice so much as I think about randomness.
2: Well, and yeah, yeah, I guess obviously those are
0: wrapped up with each other, obviously. But like, go ahead.
2: Well, no, just like, and I mean, and and that's the thing too is like you know like that kind of what I like about the whole multiverse theory is the idea that like it, it accommodates for both free will and destiny, you know, like, like, Oh, either there's destiny or we're free to make our own choices. Well, the trick is you're, you're making all choices. So the destiny pack fact is that everything is happening, you know, like Mm -hmm. all choices are being made. So you are making choices. It's not that you're predetermined to pick one thing over the other. It's destiny states that you're making all choices. So all possible outcomes are happening. So, you know, so there's that, that part of it. And I mean, I guess that maybe that's part of it too. Yeah. You have to, you have to take into account like, well, you know, is chance and chaos and randomness part of this? And I guess that's kind of, like I said, more what I was attributing to the development of the universe, because if the universe is developing based on, you know, like what happened in the big bang, you know, and, and sure. Like the choices we make are indirect, effect of that cause but um but as as people with sort of intelligence and a consciousness or whatever we you know we are making choices which i think although yeah maybe that's that's the point is that that's no more or less determined or random than the way universe develops because if all possible choices are going to happen then they're going to happen regardless of whether you choose it or not so how much how much control do we have but But so yeah, so anyway, that was just basically like sort of one thought that I had. It's just like those, you know, and 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 I guess that maybe that's the difference between like when we say, like, you know, oh, this universe versus a different universe or timeline versus a different timeline. You know, like I guess the 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 distinction I was trying to make, yes, like multiverse to me means like within this, within this universe, there are sort of multiple versions of it. Whereas with an omniverse, there are infinite versions of the universe and how the universe from its start had built. And that was basically kind of when they were talking about dimensions, what they got into, too, is that, you know, the sixth dimension is like time travel. And the seventh dimension, we get back to a line, which I think the seventh dimension is basically like, okay, saying like, yes, there is this universe from the Big Bang to, you know, although this also brings in my, my, you know, how they say like, oh, is it going to be the Big the big crunch, you know, is everything expanding, but it's going to suck back in. And there, and I think scientists now have said like, no, everything is still expanding. But I think, I think, and again, I'm not a scientist. I think the way space works is it's a, you know, where we look at the earth as a three-dimensional sphere, where again, if we start at one point and you walk in the same direction, you end up back where you started. I think the space is uh, also a sphere so I think everything yep. is continually expanding, but and then it's gonna going run to into come back the same. Yeah, on the opposite ends because it's all it's all bent back around. So anyway, so from Big Bang to Big Crunch, that is one universe. But that so that's like, but that's one timeline and, and containing all multiverses, all variations of that one universe. But then there are also infinite versions of. the the universe kind of starting with a big bang ending with a big crunch, which is also, I think like really close to like from Joseph Campbell's talking about like, um, in Hinduism, I think it's, uh, um, is it Indra where I think every time he opens his eyes, like a new universe is born you know, and created and then he closes his eyes and the universe dies. It's one of them. Or maybe, Yeah. yeah, maybe it was Shiva that's doing that, but then it was like an Indra. That's like, cause it was something where he was talking about like, Like, there were ants or something like that. There were former Indras, like, where it's after. Anyways, But anyway, that idea of, like, you know, opening and closing your eye, you know, every time births a whole new universe that lasts sort of that whole thing. So, you know, so, yeah, so the idea that it's, like, you know, I feel like we think of the universe as infinite being, like, space. Oh, it goes on forever. But, like, that's still limited to just this one version of what the universe is doing. So I think they're infinite there. So I think, so I think that's where the, you know, so I, that's why I threw the term omniverse in there where it's not just talking about our universe that has sort of infinite paths to how the people who have developed in this, you know, again, so Tom Holland, Spider-Man, he's also made infinite choices where, you know, mm-hmm there, there are infinite versions of him, you know, maybe in one version, his MJ died and one, she lived and one, you know, uncle Ben died, but instead aunt may died. you know, that type of thing. So that's one whole universe was, I feel like the, it's a completely different universe where um, like Andrew Garfield and then Toby Maguire. So, so I think it's, and I don't know if this was their intention, but it was just sort of a thought I had where, yeah, like if we're talking about, well, cause like, look at with, with King, right. How he's, Talking about oh, there are other versions of me who are much worse, but I think yeah. they're all being played by that same actor. Right. So it's it's the same Kang from this universe, the same guy, but different mm-hmm. versions of that guy based on whatever, as opposed to I, like because I'm just th- so again I'm talking this, out of my ass here. This is no, thing this, is a, this is a great
0: this is <laughs> in the spirit of the segment. Like yeah. it's going nowhere. It's great. So in my head, what I'm thinking is. The world in which Tobey Maguire is Spider Man
1: mm-hmm.
0: is a world without any other super people, right? Nobody made a choice for that to be the case, right? In the world, like right, like, and that's the thing. I, I think, I think if you take the multiverse theory to its most minute and granular, mm-hmm. what you could say is that. No, there was a choice that was made on that timeline or that multiverse that made it so no mutants ever developed, no Avengers ever developed. And because that because it developed that way, that's why Toby is the age he is when he's pulled in. The same with uh Garfield Spidey. That because of the different nature of the universe, and that's the thing, because we're talking about infinite choice, infinite choice possibility there is a world in which the same big bang that threw out tom holland spider-man there were enough choices enough randomness made on a parallel timeline that result in andrew garfield spider-man with no other super people with that specific lizard with that specific electro like i i i feel like I feel like Feige is not gonna say, "Hey, here's another verse uh, concept." <laughs> I, th- I I like I like the idea, I like where we're going. I like this idea, and I didn't the the visualization of the the uh, um, time also bending and, and mm-hmm. time travel. Like that was sick. That was really cool. But like I, yeah, I
2: the, if I find the video, I'll send it to you so you can watch. Yeah,
0: it. I'd be really curious to see because I. I think the rich, like, multiverse, I think, encapsulates all of that. Because when you start with the idea of, like, infinite versions, I don't need another dimension off of that to, you know, right. I maybe, I don't know if I'm just, like, I've just said it's infinite and I'll leave it alone. I won't think any deeper about it. See, I made a decision. I made a decision and a routine and I got comfortable and I'm not looking at it anymore. And you're challenging that and it's making me afraid.
2: (laughs) Well, so, so basically all I'm saying is that there's like, you know, there's a a multiverse of multiverses, you know? Yeah. So it's like, absolutely agree. (laughs) And and I think, you know, and, and that was the thing too, is like, I feel like the, I I, like, I get what you're saying too. Like, as far as like choice, like the choices could have gone so far back to affect things that we kind of hadn't really understood. Although the, and, and, what, what I think lends itself to that is the fact that we don't have any mutants in the MCU. Right. Because mutants can kind of come about through, you know, natural selection and evolution. So, so that's not something that is based on choice, unless right. Toby Maguire comes from a world where everyone was exterminating all the mutants already without telling anybody. Yeah. So that could have possibly, it, it also reminds me too, like when, um, when DC, like in their sort of multi slash omniverse, the, the Superboy comics, like, mm. as far as I know, like, the, the, the original Superboy grew up in a world, like, with comic books, with no superheroes. And I think his name was even, like, his name was, like, Clark, but it wasn't Kent, because I think his father, like, named him Clark because his father liked the comic books or something I like that. It. And then gotcha. he ended up having superpowers and was like, oh, shit, I have superpowers just like my favorite comic book. And I think he was the only one in that world who had superpowers. So, so to me, that's like, you know, like, I guess another example of that where he's, yeah, he's growing up in a completely different version of, of earth, which is not, you know, which is again, different than the earth, like where, and I guess, you know, you could say this too about like, there's the, you know, the old ass Spider-Man old ass flash and how they kind of, but it's, it, you know, it's the same sort of thing. Is it the same earth in the same universe or, you know, yeah. Just are there choices so far back that like made, was it, I guess that would have to like, go back the... to, like when Krypton exploded. Cause that, that's, that's right. what makes the difference. You know, was it like 50 years earlier or 50 years later? And, but, but then again, it's still Kal-El who's coming here at a different time. So it's like, you know, so that's part of it too, which, which would, you know, led me to believe that that's more of a, an omniverse issue that like one of those Kal-Els developed in a completely different universe because Krypton still exploded. There was still Jor-El had a son Kal-El, but why was one 50 years earlier than the other one and, and arriving with those same things? So, so to me, it's a much more fundamental difference in the universe, not just the, the, the people and the decisions making. Well, I mean, when you're talking about the mutants, like, it
0: doesn't have to be as sinister as somebody, like, eradicating them. It's as simple as Neanderthal A sleeping with C rather than B, Mm -hmm. right? Like, that's a choice. Like, from the early, like, those, I mean, I think when we talk about the multiverse, a lot of what we think about is us, versions of us, what we're most familiar. What would we be like if we had done X, Y, or Z? Right. but. When you introduce the concept, it's X, Y, and Z going back infinity and going forward infinity. So, the idea of like that idea of every time a choice is made, the two paths converge, mm-hmm. that's back to the first protozoa, the first microbe, the first like all of that. Right. So, if, if, if again, the butterfly effect, that had that is a concept of chaos within our physics right now, if we apply that same principle of deviation and randomness and wild repercussions, and you throw it back in time, like wild shit can happen. Wild shit in all different directions.
2: Yeah, no, I, 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 and I see where you're going with that. and, And I agree, but, but why, why is that still contained within this one big bang? I I don't know. Well, I mean, and that's the
0: thing. Like, at what point? Like, and that's the thing. We're we're talking about a concept that has no before, so we don't. Really, we have a, a vague starting point where it. But like, are are the things that came together to make the Big Bang? And that's the Like, it's because it's the origin point. It's right. so hard to have any kind of idea of like, was there only one? Could there only ever be one? And from that point, all things spring. Or is there a million of a a, a multitude of the one things, Mm -hmm. and I mean, we're just smaller and smaller fractions. Like it's just like our our insignificance is growing by the second. Like the I I, there's there's no reason it couldn't be, but I'm also I'm curious about the causality of it because I mean I think that's the discussion is like what what causes are significant and how far do those the repercussions of those causes, how far do they reach and how interesting and strange the world can turn on those, you know? Yeah. I'm saying you don't need multiple ones. You just need one, but that doesn't mean there aren't more. (laughs) I've, I only need one pair of shoes. I've got way too many to
2: justify. (laughs) So I guess, and and I mean, so, I mean, maybe the, the, the core of the, the discussion then is like how much, yeah. How much of the, how much of this sort of like alternate reality, whether it's, you know, multiverse, omniverse, whatever, is, is due to chaos versus, versus conscious right. choice, you know? Right. Because I guess that was the, sort of the distinction I was making between the two. And, you know, again, probably wrongfully so. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but like, you no, know, I'm I'm interested, like I'm not trying to shoot you down, Tim. I'm just interested in the concepts. Yeah. Well, no, least. but that's I guess that's the thing is I'm you know through through the discussion I guess I'm digging deeper and like well what yeah what is you know, and and I guess that's the idea is that like you know for for me you know the development of well let's let's look for example so like if we look at um, DC versus Marvel, right? Okay. and they've had they've had crossovers in the comics, right? And I remember one of the things they talk about in that comic is that the 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 Earth of the DC universe is slightly bigger than the Earth of oh. the Marvel. And I think they that's how they accom- uh, account like for having cities that don't like Metropolis and Gotham right. and all that stuff. Okay. So I like that. So that's something that they've written into it is it's, it's the Earth but big, so so that obviously has nothing to do with human choice. That was the I mean building those extra cities was human choice, but having a bigger Earth that left room for those other cities was not something that humans could control. So what was it that came before all that that led to that Earth being bigger and it developing the way it did versus, you know, the Marvel Universe? So, and I only bring that in because, yeah, again, that's something that, you know, and, you know, like, like how you were saying, you could go so far back and, and trace back everything to, to choice that happens on the planet but using that as an example of something that has nothing to do with human choice. So is that something that developed in our same universe, or is that where you would get into, Oh, well the, you know, the Marvel universe versus the DC universe, you know, they're that they, do they stem from different big bangs or do they stem from the same big bang, but you ended up with a different shaped earth somehow, you know? Um, and as far as I know, in the Marvel Universe, they've been out in space. They haven't found Bizarro World. So does you know, <laughs> Bizarro World exist in the Marvel Universe, or is that you know, something that developed distinctly in the DC Universe?
0: So, I like to think that they don't like to visit them. They, <laughs> they showed up, they said goodbye, and they said goodbye. <laughs> <yeah.
2: laughs> it's like, okay, I guess you're rude. We'll leave. To... <laughs> well, you imagine Reed Richards
0: would be the guy out there. It's like, we don't need to deal with those dumb pe- backwards people. I got infinity gauntlets to. to, (laughs)
2: Right. So anyway, so, yeah, so like, so it's interesting. And maybe that's the, I guess that's maybe the, the bigger question maybe in dealing with a multiverse or omniverse or whatever, like how much of of these differences are due to choice versus how many of them are sort of like the, yeah, like the, the the chaos, you know, when we think of the, the universe being formed and the planets kind of falling into equilibrium around suns and like, Oh, the weight in the space is just right that these don't get sucked into the sun. You know, they have their own enough of their own gravity and they're at the right point where there's the gravity of the sun's keeping them from floating out into space, but not so much that it's pulling it into the sun, you know, like, whereas like, you know that, yeah. So that could be part of it is like, maybe there was something about, um, I wonder if the, the the DC earth is slightly farther away from the sun, you know, because if it's bigger, it has more mass. If it was as close, maybe, It would have, or am I I saying that right? Or vice versa. You know, maybe it's anyway, you know, the, 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 if if it's bigger, it has more mass. So that might have to compensate. So maybe there's a different alignment there too. So maybe if Superman came to our Earth, he'd be slightly farther away from the yellow sun and wouldn't have as much power. So I don't know, you know, like, so. Well, it's also like now,
0: now I'm thinking about like big bangs
2: and the idea of the causal relationship
0: between big bang and. Bad coffee, right? Like there's a direct correlation between how the Big Bang occurred and the appearance of bad coffee in the universe. So, tracing it back and to say that from that first point, all of these different variables could have changed to lead to better coffee. But we only know about that because we live in the universe that has that Big Bang. So, what I'm saying and what I'm doing is proving the existence of one universe, ours. What you're saying and what makes sense is that, well, if everything has big bang causation for any of those other worlds to have changed or been different or developed different, there would have to be a different big bang.
2: Yeah. I guess guess that's part of it. If you're looking at the big bang as a singularity where it's like, okay, this is where things kind of, and I guess that's part of it is like, yeah. So you have to assume that like, one big bang would produce different outcomes.
0: Yeah. It would have to be big bang would not for it to be a soul. Like it would have to be the big bang does more temporally and across more dimensions than just time and space, you know, like because for the ramifications of a single event to result in every possible event for every possible scenario. Right, Like it would have to be an occurrence different than rapid expansion through space and time. Like yeah. it would have to have some other quality that we are not aware of to be a singular event.
1: Yeah.
0: If we think about it in the way we have been, different Big Bang, different universe, for it to be a singular concept, it has to exist in more than the dimensions we were talking about. Jesus,
2: that that sure went nowhere. <laughs> maybe that's it. That maybe maybe part of it is also just giving too much self importance to being like, well, we're humans and we make choices and we're the ones that are determining that this is becoming a multiverse. Whereas, you know, until humans started making decisions, it was just a singular universe. Because after that Big Bang, you know, so I guess that's what I'm thinking is like, how would how would the Big Bang produce two different Earths that are slightly different sizes? you know, to me, it would have to be a different Big Bang where something was slightly different at that right. point. The where explosion the would was. have to yeah. be different.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's that's what made it click in my head. And that's what yeah. I was trying to say, is that the, the starting point has to be different in some way yeah. to justify a completely different universe. And that supports the Omniverse theory yeah. where there are more than one Big Bang. And that is why there are different instances of re- reality in that way. Yeah.
1: Well,
2: (laughs) no, go ahead. (laughs) Well, I was just going to say like, you know, it, it, it also plays into, or I guess it adds another layer, this idea that like, you know, whether it it is within the same multiverse or different multiverses within the omniverse, we still end up with a Peter Parker, you know? And, and, you know, like you were saying, Oh, this could explain how he's older and how this happened, but he's still Peter Parker. Like there's still this, we need this Peter Parker who is Spider-Man, you know? And, um, which which is different from the whole thing. I mean, you know, we have Mar- Miles Morales as Spider Man, but that still came in the wake of Peter Parker as Spider Man. You know, that's like a next generation Spider Man, but there was still a Peter Parker Spider Man who came before My- Miles Morales in that work, at least in the comics. Yeah, actually, you know, I think in the in the, the oh yeah, that's right, yeah, because there was still a, a Peter Parker Spider Man who died in Ultimate yeah. Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the thing. Somewhere. Like I knew in, in the comics, Ultimate Spider-Man, there was, but the, but I was thinking about the Into the Spider Verse. Right,
0: I can yeah. remember
2: if there, was, but it was an older Peter Parker who died, right? Yeah, it was like yeah.
0: blonde-haired Peter Parker. Oh, right. Peter yeah, like the Chris a Pine,
2: Parker. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Where, yeah, so it was like in the Ultimate comics, he was like still like a teenager, and died. um But anyway, so like, it's just this really cool thing. It's almost like this kind of. Uh, this he, he becomes this archetype, you know. Like we need, we need a Peter Parker, Spider Man, you know, to come through. No matter which universe this is, you know, like we need to have that.
0: Well, see, they have Penny Parker and um, Peter Parker, and okay. Peter B Parker is older too. Right, so like he's he's past Peter A Parker who passed away. So that even Spider Verse did the same thing where they pulled in people from these different origin like it has to be omni because we have penny parker is japanese and lives right. in an anime cyberpunk future like and so and uh noir spiders uh what is, spider-man noir i
1: guess but, is what yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: so like he's from the 40s like so he, like it's already he, that conversation started there because they're pulling in whichever version of spider-man yeah. or spider person, right. like with Gwen too, right? Like there's a Peter right. Parker in that universe, which leads to a spider superhero.
2: See, that to me would be more likely to be a multiverse because there was also a Peter Parker and also a Gwen Stacy, but there was whatever it was made the spider bite her instead of him. Right. So yeah. it's not a different. He passes away. They Parker. switch. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. There's. Yeah. Yeah. That. That that's much more explainable because Gwen seems to be on the same age or or trajectory as miles right in that movie or Spider-Man in another movie. Yeah. Yeah. When it gets into the time, when you add a dimension, everything gets really
2: complicated. Yeah. Yeah. That's true too. Is it like, is it from that same alternate timeline, but in the future, you know, like, yeah, like the, 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 you know, the one the one who he thinks is a homeless guy, is that the same guy or is it a different guy, you know, um, than the, I forget, yeah, the Peter A. Parker who died or whoever, you know, like, so yeah, I don't know, yeah, I just, I, I again, like, that was just something that, that I thought of, it was just like, you know, hey, this is this maybe actually bigger and I mean, I don't know that Marvel was thinking of it that way either, like, oh, let's go Omniverse, you know, like, we're saying multiverse, but oh, spoilers here, is that, you know, like, yeah, like, is it, is it a distinction that needs to be made? It was more just, I guess, me more fanboying about it where it's like, like, I feel like, was there an example where that happened? Where it's like, you know, like, or like, yeah, when you get time travel and it's like, oh, this is me, this is you from the future. It's like, oh yeah, you look like me, but a little bit older, or this is me, you know, you know, that type of thing where it's, it's the same person just at a different point on the timeline. Right. I feel like the multiverse is the same thing, but a parallel point on the timeline, you know, so it's the same right. person, but who had made different choices, as opposed to, it's a completely different person, you
1: know?
2: Right. It'll be interesting to see what,
0: because when they explain why there is the meeting of the Peters, there's a little bit of, like, playing towards one side of this discussion. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's, like, I think we're we're overthinking it, which we are, that's we, what we do. But, yeah. like, Marvel very much was like kind of yeah. like about it. So I'll be interested to see what your reaction to how they kind of justify it and what what their explanation is. Um I we're we're building to that uh Spidey Christmas special. We're we're getting some really good content here. <laughs> we just talked about fucking Omni versus what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I've had enough of it, quite frankly. <laughs> Fair enough. Here's Ghost Tim with the final word. Woo! <laughs> you cut out right at the end. It's spooky. <laughs> we'll see you
1: next time. <laughs>